Wait, so are we gonna let Tom's recording do this, or are we Get gonna him. wait for yeah. Pi? No, I'm. I, I no, mine's already set up. I I had it all queued up and ready to go, so I could come home, push record, and we could go. You know Boot. what? I don't think I have ever been as impressed with Poot and his preparedness as I am in this very moment. This is a man Woo. who prepares for future times, and he's a man of the future, ladies and gentlemen. He's, he's a handsome man, too. He's very handsome. I'm oh, yeah, well, handsome that, that goes without saying. I felt like we've covered that. But you <laughs> know what? It, it does bear repeating. <laughs> oh, boys, I'm, 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 I'm flattered. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if you weren't... Listen, Poot, I, just, I feel like i got to tell you this, you dumb son of a bitch. Yay. If you weren't such a handsome bard, you wouldn't get the flattery heaped upon you. So this is your own fault, <laughs> dickhead. That, I, I feel like you know what? I You're need right. that sound. I need I need that sound clip that poop like Okay, can we yeah. can we shut up and actually do an episode where we don't have fucking picks? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. Yeah, right. man. Yeah. Shut, shut up, Steve David. I'm gonna tell you some things here with my with my data sheets. With my data <laughs> sheets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Control yourself, B. <laughs> I gotta mute myself. I'm, yeah, I do that. Let's be professional here. Mute your ass <laughs> and your mouth. Perfect. Oh, God. Is MSK here? No. Oh. <sighs> You're listening to the Pittsburgh Pile Driver. What the hell is that? Podcast. Well, hi, uh, ladies and jerks, gentlemen. I mean, no one's a jerk here. There's one guy that listens to this podcast that's a jerk, and we're going to talk about him in a, in a quick few. But right now, we're going to talk about the ladies and the gentlemen that listen to the podcast. Welcome to the Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. And no, your ears don't deceive you. This is an episode in so many weeks that we don't have picks on. It's just going to be bitching about wrestling and how many people do so many things wrong and that, you know, we disagree with. I feel like that is what makes this show lovable and snuggly a, a bull. Is that a snuggly, snuggly a bull? Uh, it'll, we'll, get it. A, it'll, we'll get it caught on. Thanks, buddy. We'll, it'll catch on. It'll be in Merriam-Webster in three years. Give it three years. Snuggly a bull. Shut your face. Poop the bard. Beef the legend. Tiger Bomb Tom, and I'm going to say it because I'm going to address it because it needs to be talked about. The Mad King Ransom himself, your rightful chooserweight champion. Now, before any of the other idiots step in and go, Ransom, no, he didn't. He didn't. And let me tell you why. I've got, a, I got some points here that I need to bring up. And then we can talk wrestling. But right now, we're going to talk fake, stupid podcast titles. So, Bob Gray is not the chooserweight champion because Bob Gray is half a man. And no, I don't mean like, oh, this is a, you know, a euphemism or whatever. No, I don't mean that. Old dickless. I mean, Bob Gray is half a man because he comprises half of the duo of Bob Gray and Dave Parrish, a.k.a. Vapor. There you it is. You can't be 
You can't be a winner and a loser at the same time. Nope. Dave, Bob, Gray, Vapor, whatever the hell you're going to call yourself. So let me just point this out right here. Bob Gray had 74 points at the end of this nonsense. Ransom had 73 points at the end of this nonsense. And Dave had 68 points at the end of this nonsense. If you take the average of Bob Gray and Dave's score together, that comes out to 71 points. That's two points behind the one man in <laughs> 73 points. You, Dave, how dare you try to usurp me using our combined prowess. This started as a game for me, not anymore. This started as a little hoo-hoo, a little joke joke. I'm coming for you, boy. It was all about getting the Chooser Way title out in the ether, getting it out there for everybody to see, getting it out there so that people could have a chance to compete for it. We were a team to get this done. You betrayed me by not doing the right thing by saying, hey, everybody, I just want to let you know, Bob Gray and me, we're the same guy. Ransom's the rightful champion. I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, step aside and do the right thing and give Ransom this title. You didn't do it. You didn't do the right thing. You did the wrong thing. You posted a sassy video and put some flames over the stupid thing. <laughs> Ransom, what happened the last time we did a bing bong bang? The last time we did a bing bong bang was a work. It was orchestrated. You, Vapor, Dave, Bob, Jester, whatever. You are not a Trojan horse that sneaks in and conquers. You are a Trojan horse made of glass. I see through you and the armies that you are supposedly bringing after the Mad King. And I'm not, I'm not here for it. I'm not here. You can't overthrow a king with an army that is fake. You can't do it. You got nothing. I'm the rightful chooser weight champ. Ransom the Mad King. Bend the knee, Bob Gray. You come here looking for this belt. All you're going to find is a mouthful of sass and an ass whooping. My speech uh, is over. Man. You guys can claim whatever you want. I have the belt. Still mine. Suck it. I okay first of all I think this honestly I think that that rant is match uh, a candidate for match of the year um I, I agreed um, agreed I think that that rant is a candidate for match of the year also I will say uh, you guys know me I am I have a big pension for the absurd and and I also appreciate a good ruse, a good flim flam, a good once over. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> oh, give me a good old once over here, see? You know, old fashioned. Old flim flam poot. Old flim flam poot. That's what they call me. And, and oh, also. And also, I will say, I gave my ex girlfriend the old Vapor Dave one time and it didn't work too well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so. So what I, the old what, I, what I what I what I what I what I not now finally joking aside, um, I will oh. as as a as a very loyal as you've seen over the podcast history as a very loyal a very loyal uh, uh, a person to to the the Mad King bend the knee 
Belch. Whoa. I will stand by the Mad King. I will continue to bend the knee and continue to recognize him That's as a one. champion. That's one. Suck it, you duo. I don't know other Oh, words. you, you, you damn well know that I bend the knee. You have betrayed our trust. You have stolen <laughs> our title. I have Everyone's gonna no recourse yet but to send these people after you, Jeffrey Lebowski. I mean, Vapor Dave. I mean, Dave Parrish. Vapor May God Dave. have mercy have your soul. By God, sir, I will not abide another toe. That's two. Well, uh-oh. Well. Dissension in the ranks? Wait and see. Uh... I think it's been well documented. My feelings for Bob Gray, Chaos Jester, your sister's ass, whatever his name is. Oh my! Um, and you know, I—it's not without a sense of irony that the monster that Ransom helped create has has turned on him. Fire bad. But um, fate, as it seems, is not without fate. a sense of irony. Exactly. Ooh. However. In the spirit of somebody who is a natural organizer at heart and has a has a penchant for you know wanting there to be structure and and rules of the such, even even in the uh, in the in the absurdity <laughs> of uh, fake podcast titles and whatnot, <laughs> I think the fact that he, uh, I think the fact that he tried to pull the wool <laughs> over our eyes like that by using uh by using two identities to obtain some sort of certain victory is a bunch of bullshit so bob gray chaos gesture chaos vapor fucking agent of a agent of fucking chipmunk voices whatever you want to call yourself i don't fucking care um, yeah, Agent Orange. Code Orange. Uh, no, no, he doesn't deserve Code Orange. No. Soylent Green None of us people. Do. Um, I. Well, that's true. I I say that Bob Gray can suck it, and when he wants to try it again with one identity or another, then he can try to usurp the Mad King. But until that time, I will also continue to bend the knee, you sons of bitches, because still. Your rightful uh -huh. reigning, mm -hmm. defending, yep. mm -hmm. honorable, honorable, chooser weight champion, Ransom. The Mad King. And, and I will say this, boys, do we have a situation here of uh, a Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels? I'm the champ. No, I'm thinking. the champ. I was thinking that. I was thinking that too. Ladder yeah. match time, baby. Yep. Listen, here's now, the listen, thing. Now, listen, I want to put this to bed because we actually have wrestling shit to talk about. Yes. But I will say this so that anybody out there who hears one of our podcasts and goes, ooh, I'd like to throw my name in for contendership within the Choose Away title. And then they hear this podcast and go, oh, well, hell, I'm not going to do it because those guys are unfair and they're not going to, you know, blah, 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 and hold through their boogie hoogie boogie. But bing bong no, bang. No, no, but bing bong bang and flick cafafery. No, that's not true. I am an honorable champion, 
And let me preface that by saying this. No, let me follow up on that by saying this. If there would have been one contender, such as Dave or Vapor or Chaos Jester or uh, I forget the other guy's name, Robert Brown, if if one of those individuals <laughs> get off me, bugs, stop buzzing around my face. If one of those individuals would have attempted to win the title and successfully done so, I would have, I would have begrudgingly, yes, begrudgingly vacated it to them. Or if both Bob Gray and Dave had beaten me in the numbers, then there's, it doesn't matter because they both would have beaten me I would have then also begrudgingly stepped aside. However, right. since there was shenanigans afoot, I feel like I'm going to average out your scores, and the average of your scores didn't beat mine. Therefore, bugs get away from my face. I'll put it to bed right there. So anybody who is going to be like, well, I'm not going to do the choose a way to open because blah, blah, blah. No. If one of them would have competed in one, I would have given the title up. If both would have competed and beat me, I would have given the title up. So don't let this discourage you. And and he has the other well, two, yeah. the other two outsiders who competed for the chooser way title did so with honor and distinction and honor. fairness. Mm-hmm. So Denny, right? That guy? Yeah, man. Denny and Pat, you guys did the right thing. Just one name. The- not an alias or a surly surname or whatever. You guys, you did the right thing. If one of you would have won, the title would have been in the mail. The yep. right and honorable, and ba- the right and honorable bastard. And here's but, the problem. Oh. Hold on, quick, quick, quick note on the bastard, Pat. This, uh, this was uh, stamped as of uh, maybe a week ago. Uh, he was on vacation and passing through the great state of North Carolina. Just he sure did. Just uh, you guys the, the problem here, being very much to the point and very much analytical, is that Dave and Bob Gray's picks did not match. If they delivered the exact same picks for the exact same point totals, but the problem was is that they both chose the same, you know, duh matches, and then on the ones that weren't duh matches, they chose differently. You can't have your cake and eat it too. No title change. So I will await Dave's or Vapor's or Chaos Jester or Bob Gray's reply. I'm sure they'll listen to this episode. They'll. So I'm gonna con- I'm gonna assume that they're like Venom, where you know they are as one. We I we are Vapor. We are Vapor. <laughs> I will assume that they, and that's what I'm gonna refer to them as now, not as a he, but as a they. I assume that they will listen to this podcast and will have some sort of retort. Or reply, or argument, or chipmunk voice video. I will hear the argument, and you know we'll we'll entertain it. But as of the moment of this recording, bend the knee, Bob Gray. This, I this... I also I also have a, a suggestion too. We could um, I mean ultimately you know we are you know we are the Senate here. So um, <laughs> final final. <laughs> Yeah, final decision would lie with the four of us. But I would be interested to see what the other listeners and the other participants from the Chooser Way to Open happen to think of this. Do they do they feel that uh, that, you know that the the shenanigans afoot 
do not deserve a title change and that Ransom may he forever reign, no. at least until, you know, no, after now, the next if, thing. Now, if, no. if I may... Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying that we're like I'll be like, oh, well, if the poll says 51 percent say fuck no, ransom, it's and it is as, as of this moment, 920 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on August the 5th, that title year of our Lord has been declared null and void. Now, the question is, does the title go back to the Mad King or do we vacate now, it? Jack now, style? now I am the Senate now. To, now <laughs> OK, so if I may, if I may pose this, my my other thing I was going to pose uh, is now null and void by that very Beers. declarative statement. Um, Beers. Um, that very declarative statement that Beef made. Um, what I was going to say... Dude. No, that's okay. I was going to suggest maybe a breaking kayfabe between the two of them and see who makes an argument. But eh. now, now here's... <laughs> Listen to Beef. Eh. Beef's, <laughs> beef's, I am the Senate. Beef's less than thrilled with uh, with breaking kayfabe's, but um, here's here's another thing. If and and now, Mad King, please don't take this as unbending the knee. But Ooh. if we if Hell, we yeah, if we did if we did vacate, I think it would add a little bit extra desperation to the next round of picks. Let me say this. This is the only argument I give. And again, I am the Senate, but this is the only argument that I give. In wrestling, you have to beat the champ to be the champ. You can't tie the champ. You can't shenanigans the champ. You got to beat the champ. I'd like to move on to actual wrestling talk. Because it seems as though over the past week, and even though it's only been a week, there's still a lot. I feel like there's a lot that has developed. There's oh, so yeah. much. In the rest of we the have world. so much. Listen, we, I have to. I, I have to get this ran out. Okay, we we have to start with AEW. Yeah, um, do it. I am excited as hell to go to AEW next week. That's right, your boy, Beat the Legend, gonna be um, back in center at uh, AEW Dynamite and Rampage next week. I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. Uh, me and uh, Beast Babe. Or I, I forget what her podcast name was going to be. Anyway, regardless. We'll um, ask her. She's right there. She doesn't remember either. She, she doesn't remember either. My, my beautiful wife is going to be accompanying me, so we're pretty excited. Damn it, Martins. But here's the fucking problem. Who? Now, I understand that we still have a month until All Out. That's eight shows. Eight or four Dynamites, four Rampages. I, I wow, get that we awesome. have, I, I get that we have time, plenty of time. How the fuck are you trying to make a guy who was barely relevant in WWE, truth hurts, suck it up, a lifetime tag team wrestler, a guy who couldn't even make the main event an impact, and oh, over damn. the hill. Coattail rider, wow. the number one contender, over a fucking Stone Cold Daniel Bryan at the precipice of absolutely getting ready to explode. Hangman Page. Now again, I fully and fully, fully admitting that I could be getting worked here. That they could be like, ah, oh, let's get all the marks, and like in in a month's time, 
It could be Hangman Page sitting pretty. But reports have it that backstage, they've decided to move away from Hangman Page with Kenny Omega at All Out. And then Hangman Page isn't even on the fucking card. Your biggest babyface pop of the night every single week is not on the fucking biggest card of the year. This is at WrestleMania. There's no excuse, zero excuse, that I'm going to hear about Hangman Page not challenging for Kenny Omega for the title. If it's Christian, I probably won't even order the pay-per-view. I'm just going to steal it, like everybody wow. else. Um, so, wait, hold on. All, this is all out you're talking about, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. And all out, you, you said all out is AEW's equivalent to WrestleMania. Right, right, because that was the one that started it all for them. All in was okay. the one that started AEW. Wait, all in or all out? All in, technically. All in, all in all out. Yeah, all in was was before it was called AEW, oh. but the, the, but then the next one that was it would have been you know yearly historically that was called all out. That's where they crowned okay, the first right. champion. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, that's no, where they, you know. And and people okay, made the I'm argument. Sorry. People, no, no biggie. People made the argument, but Beef, they might be debuting Brian Danielson. But Beef, they may be debuting CM Punk. Don't those guys deserve a shot at the title? Maybe. But if you're no. AEW and these fucking standings, these fucking rankings that you push down our throat every week mean so damn much, You and, and you, you say... We hear our fans. I I gotta believe that I'm being worked because there's no way that they don't hear that and go, "Oh, this guy's gonna be explosive over at all." Now let me let me Can put, I make let a me. Statement? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pooh. Go ahead. All right, my my <clears throat> thing was gonna be. Let me pose this to you. It. What if they're planning on doing a thing to keep Kenny looking strong? What if they end up making it a triple threat, having Hangman in there at the end, and then having someone like Christian in there to eat the pin? That's fine. As long as Hangman is in a title match at all, as in the title match at all out, and presumably raises big, what's his name? Big Platinum over his head. I'm fine with it. But so, if he's not even on the fucking all-out card, are you fucking kidding me, Tony? Are you fucking kidding me right now? So, two things. To, to piggyback off of what Poot said, I don't like that idea. I, I understand that, that wrestling has used the whole, well, let's make it a triple threat match so that this person doesn't actually have to get pinned or beaten, but we can still get the title off of them. Yeah, it's been done. But it's been done to people who kind of need that to happen. <clears throat> it's been done to people like Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar. Like, oh, well, you know, Seth Rollins will cash in money in the bank and he'll beat Roman Reigns instead of Brock Lesnar because we don't want Brock Lesnar to lose. I don't think that fits with Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega, like, you know, we have all, or, you know, at least Beef, has said on multiple occasions on the show, Kenny Omega's in the class of his own. Yep. He can get pinned and lose the title and have no tarnish on him whatsoever. He's still going to be Kenny Omega. He's still going to be pretty much the greatest wrestler alive right now. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to tarnish him. I think it does a disservice to Adam Page 
Yeah, yeah man. To say, to say like, oh, we're going to have you beat Christian instead of Kenny Omega. I don't, I don't like that idea. I hope they don't do it. What Two, was the point? Oh, I'm sorry. That's good. Sorry. Two, as far as Brian Danielson, we're not going to use his slave name. Damn as right. far as Brian Danielson and CM Punk go, it would be amazing if they show up in AEW at All Out. Uh, no argument there. It would be amazing. However, I feel like them showing up and immediately getting thrown into the title picture is really hearkening back to WCW or old school TNA. Yes, sir. Like, hey, this old, this not old, sorry, not old, but this former champion from this other promotion is now here. Title shot time, championship time. Like, Adam Page has been there from the get-go. He's been working his way up. He deserves that chance. Brian Danielson and CM Punk deserve to be spotlighted and showcased. No argument there. They're big news. They're big commodities. They're big get. But to be immediately thrown into the title picture, no. I don't think that that's good. I don't think that's smart. That that's real TNA ish. It do something like that. Well, and it's it also um, it 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 also like it's it's frustrating I, because when you have that that vibe that Adam Page does, he has that cool factor. He has yep. that. He has that just it factor. You look at him and you go, I like that guy. Like, I just do. He's awesome. It's the same thing that, you know, and I understand this might be kind of grandiose statements, but it's the same vibe that Shawn Michaels had. It's the same yep. vibe. It's the same vibe that Adam Cole has. It's the yep. same vibe yep. that someone has built, if I may be so bold, that uh, Jay White, Switchblade, has built. Yep. Like, Hell yeah. they just have that cool vibe. And to not cash in on that, like now is the time to pull the trigger. You can go ahead and sit and have this whole, well, let's see where it goes. Let's see this. Let's see that. Don't do that now. Don't do that yeah. now. Pull the trigger and have him go. And uh, yes. and and to further off of Ransom's point in in regards to like, uh, you know, use it having the triple threat so Kenny, you know, could lose the title but still look strong. I think it, like you said, it does a disservice to to Hangman because it doesn't make Hangman, assuming that if he if he were to win the title in the triple threat match, it doesn't make him look as strong in a win because he didn't pin Kenny, he pinned no. Christian. You know what he I mean? Beat so, the guy that yeah. we just talked about. Right, what's right, right. The point? And yeah, and the, and the, and like you're saying, you know, I I also agree. Don't don't bring in guys, you know, that that are big big gets or whatever and immediately thrust them into uh into a title opportunity because that's that's exactly it uh, presuming that that uh that they go forward with just christian and kenny one-on-one -on -one. that's exactly what they just did they just brought so in christian hold on they just brought in christian not long ago and we said we were so glad whenever Jungle Boy won that battle royal instead of Christian because we didn't want them to do the W the quote unquote WWE thing, bring in somebody who's you know who's been a veteran and who's been a former champ and stuff, and you know fucking get the win over the young guys. Oh, oh better luck next time, kid. Keep working at it. You'll get there. You know, yep. like we don't want don't give that. Them the Cody Rhodes treatment. Don't yeah. Don't don't fucking Cody Rhodes it. Don't WWE it. Fucking. Nope. 
invest in your invest in your future pull the trigger on hangman adam page and give him you know give him his give him his shot so here's the only thing that makes sense to me and and i realize that this is a little bit double speak but that's okay because i've had some beers Oh no. no. The the only way that I see Hangman Page not winning that title at all out being acceptable is if you have a guy debut like Brian Danielson or CM Punk or, you know, fuck, who knows? Bray Wyatt. Who knows? Excuse me, Wyndham Rotunda. Adam Cole. Like, who knows? Like, that, because a big debut like that is going to be your spot of the night. And when you have the top thing that people come away talking about the pay-per-view, you want it to be Adam Page winning the title. 100%. You want that to be like, the oh my God, Hagman finally did it. You don't want it to be, oh man, Amdrag and AEW. Oh, CM Punk is finally here. CM Punk's back. Oh, Adam Cole is free, baby. Oh, yeah, and, and Hangman won the title, too, but that's cool. But, you know, baby, that's the only argument that I hear. And even then, I think that that's kind of a straw man argument. I don't think it has a lot of filling. Honestly, Hangman has earned this shot. He has had the best story arc over the course of AEW's career, where he came in as the hot shot rookie. He had the shot against Chris Jericho. He failed, and he tumbled all the way down to the bottom. He did the tag team thing with Kenny Omega, where they were the best tag team on the planet for a while until the loss of the Young Bucks. He had the outs with the Elite. He had the will they or won't they with Dark Order. He has had the most captivative character building anything in the last three years. He deserves his moment. AEW... Tony Khan, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, listen to my voice as I speak on a podcast you're never going to hear. Do <laughs> the right thing. Do it. Now, I have a question. I love that. Sorry, I, what, head hydrate. knows that this is going to be a big discussion. He leads with, I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> So, I have a question. Is it at all possible that AEW could make this all out the biggest event they've ever had by having not only Adam Cole win clean over Kenny Omega, but also Adam Page? Adam Page. Yeah, well, shut up. Um, Adam Page, baby! (laughs) Win clean over, boy, you could tell where my mind's going. Um, win clean over Kenny Omega for the title and also have a big surprise debut such as a Brian Danielson, CM Punk, or Adam Cole. And we're going to get to the reason why I'm bringing him up and why, you know, Beef and Tom and Poot have brought him up as well. Well, We're going to get to that. But I I know that it could be a worry that the title win could be overshadowed by the surprise debut is it is it not a possibility that they can have both you can have your cake and eat it too and make it an enormously popular cannot be beat cannot be missed show by having so much happen so here i think 
but f- listen, the 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 beef beers. Give me one second. My, I'll bet oh, you my boy. point's shorter. The um, which is right. uh, giggity. Um, let's wow. see. Um, the the point is, I think of anybody that could do it, any organization that could that could pull off the scenario that Ransom is posing right now. It is AEW. I think they could handle it and thread the needle, um, and make it have everybody come out smelling like a rose have a really good show, and have something very interesting, I really think they could thread that needle. If anyone could do it, they could. They just have to mind their P's and Q's. Pints and quarts. Yep. Uh, I think the Drinking CM Punk together gonna mass be... hysteria. <laughs> yes. I think the CM Punk's going to debut at uh, the first first dance uh, that the, uh, the, 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 the Rampage special in Chicago... I think that that's on the wall already. I think that that's going to happen, uh, which is smart. You know, put that out there a couple weeks before the, the week before the big pay per view to drum up noise. That's super smart, and I'm all about it. Uh, I think they'll pull in <laughs> in a perfect world. They pull a trifecta. They have the battle royal, which presumably a guy like Andrag could win. Brian Dan- Daniel Bryan. Nope, Brian Danielson. No. Nope. Sorry, Daniel Bryan. Brian Daniel Bam Bam Bam. Yep, that's the one. Uh, that's why I called him Amdrag, just just to avoid that conflict. The American Dragon. Daniel Brian Danielson. Bing bang. Have him win a have, have him win the battle royal earlier in the show, so people are like, "Holy fuck!" You know, Brian Danielson in AEW. Have Adam Page win the title off Kenny Omega, and then as the show's fading to black, have Adam Cole come out. And super kick the shit out of Adam Page. Oh, 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 and the fucking show goes off the air with the fucking baby. Page V. Now, Cole. That, that's big news in and of itself. Because uh-huh. if if the reports on, you know, the interwebs are to be believed, Adam Cole's contract expired already. His contract expired before the SummerSlam NXT event. Um, really? Yes. Yep, also, yep. if reports are to be believed, that was an oversight. They didn't do that on purpose. That was an oopsie-daisy. Someone wasn't paying attention to contracts. oopsie And allegedly, oopsie-boopsie, allegedly, <laughs> somebody was canned over that. I, it was I don't doubt a, it. It was such a big whoopsie-daisy that somebody got canned. Now, uh, you know, again, if you're going to believe all these reports... Adam Cole signed on a little bit of an extension so that he could participate in the um, SummerSlam AEW show. Whether or not, yes, whether or not they get a new contract in front of him before the end of that, whether or not he's interested in signing, we don't know. But if he only signed that little bit of an extension or agreed to a little bit of an extension to the SummerSlam NXT, when that's done, he wasn't. He's not released from a contract. His contract is up. There's no no compete clause. There's no ninety day, sixty day, thirty day, nothing. He's free. So, really, you could have the potential for both a Brian Danielson debut and an Adam Cole debut if they don't re-sign him to a contract. And you'd have to think. WWE would have to, I would imagine, and again, I'm a nobody, I don't know shit, but 
you would have to think that WWE would have to put a very big deal contract in front of him to get him to stay because his lady is over on the AEWs. Why would you not want to go over there and be with her? Why would you not want to go and have a massive amount of opportunities? That would be one of the biggest wrestling news things to happen outside of Brian Danielson and CM Punk potentially going to AEW. And, and as of that report that I had read, they still had not even offered him a new contract. That's so, so that begs insane. the question. Yeah. Yes. That begs the question. What the hell are you doing? Well, WWE? let me, let Do they me not want to stay. I'm not trying to make this the beef drunk cast. I'm really not, but, but I, but I do have an opinion. I think, but you're is, gonna, is, yeah, I yeah. um, no, I, you know, a couple, a couple quotes come to mind. The first is Tommy and AKA Malachi black, AKA Alistair black discussing his leaving WWE. He said that Vince McMahon had no idea what to do with him prior to release. Fucking surprise, well, surprise. And the reason I bring that up is this, is that a guy like Adam Cole sees that and goes, he sees yep. what's happening with, with Karrion Cross. He sees what's happening with Keith Lee, and he goes, you know, these guys are big hosses. Like, what chance do I have, little old Adam Cole? Now, he knows, well, he knows. Now he he knows his value. That's 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 for sure. He he knows what he's worth and he knows what he can do. But I don't think that Vince McMahon does. The other this, thing that comes this... to mind is right. the quarterly phone call that happened two weeks ago, where Vince McMahon very clearly said, "AEW is not a competition like WCW was in the '90s." Vince McMahon he, does he not. He again reiterated that. He said that verbatim. That's a fucking. A- and this w. was just recently. That is an. He, yes. You said this was last uh, week, last month. Couple couple weeks ago in the in, oh in, in, in the second quarter uh, the second quarter uh, uh, phone earnings thing. That is an arrogant um, fucking statement. He literally said, oh "I think that that's the first time that Vince has said the words AEW. Maybe not, but it's got to be close." He wow. literally said on the investment phone call. AEW is not a competitor in the way that WCW was in the 90s. And oh. here's here just 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 to put just to point a, a put put a exclamation point on my little uh, statement here. Yeah, huh? Fucking numbers don't lie. AEW being at around a million, Raw being at a little over a million tells a different fucking story. So well, that's yes. I mean, you're not wrong there. But as far as Adam Cole's concerned, I understand, like, he can look at the... Here's what I don't get. And and I, maybe one of you guys can explain it to me better or try to rationalize Vince McMahon's crazy-ass mindset. I don't know. But here's the thing that I can't understand. Everybody sees Adam Cole as the 2020-2021 version of what Shawn Michaels was in his prime if not yep. and dare say it if not better sean michael like i just don't get it so many people have lauded sean michaels as the greatest wrestler greatest entertainer of all time present company uh, included oh yeah, yeah man. definitely we can 
Ric Flair. Now I get it. Like you might not find Ric Flair relevant nowadays as far as wrestling is concerned, but Ric Flair has come out on multiple occasions and said, Shawn Michaels is the best performer he has ever seen. That coming from Ric Flair. I don't know how much higher praise someone can get. So for all of the success, all of the fame that came with Shawn Michaels in the 90s, and then even after his return in the early 2000s. Which is where he did a lot of his best work. Yes. I mean, he's not a big dude. He never was a big dude. He's not the tallest. He's not the strongest. He's not the cuttest. But look at the performances that he gave. Look at the money he generated. Look Don't at the breathe. revenue. My, my goodness, the merch sales from Shawn Michaels alone had to be out of this world. The stories how he Vince could McMahon, tell. Yes. How yeah. Vince McMahon can't look at Adam Cole and go, damn, I didn't think we could get lightning in a bottle twice, but we did. How do you not look at that and go, snag him up, lock him down, freaking do it now if it's worth firing somebody over an oversight and allowing his contract to expire if it's worth firing somebody over that why on earth do they not have a contract in front of him and negotiating his ass off to get him to resign dude it boggles my mind you're 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 singing the song man and the problem is it goes back to what we've been saying and what a lot of people have been saying mcmahon i i really believe at this point, not only because of his age is he unhinged, but it's also because he's not chasing to make the best product anymore. He's not chasing to build legends and stars and people to talk about. I honestly believe, yeah, McMahon might have wrestling be his world, but McMahon is no longer looking at wrestling as as it's this you know, big important thing and having this legacy and everything like that. All he gives a damn about is the money and the next business deal. I mean, and we're going to get to it, I'm sure, but he cut, he cut Wyndham Rotunda apparently because of uh, money. Apparently like that's it. And that's, Uh that's it. That's the next topic to fucking bitch and scream about. But th- but that's the point is that McMahon doesn't care. He doesn't care because in his mind, it's the same thing of like, you ever hear the old hat of with your employer? It's like if you, you know, if you died, they would, you know, died at work, they would have you clock out. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's that kind of thing. <laughs> to him, he's like, oh, there will always be another Adam Cole. There will always be another another Bray uh, Bray Wyatt, another Brendan uh, Rotunda. Like seriously, see, and that that really bothers me. If, me too. If that that you know because like like Beef said, you know, seeing seeing certain guys that McMahon doesn't understand what to do with him. Like he didn't understand what to do with Aleister Black. I I'm not I'm not defending McMahon's actions by any means, but I can under uh, as somebody on the outside looking in, I could understand how somebody like McMahon wouldn't get Alistair Black and wouldn't understand what to do with him. Now, again, hopefully, you know, we'll see Triple H at the head of the table there one day and he'll be the one making all the final decisions. But um Al I and I, I, this is no slight to either or, uh, but 
Adam Cole and Alistair Black are two very different people. Not knowing what to do with Alistair Black is one thing. Not knowing what to do with Adam Cole is oh. is like is like you're standing in front of the mirror and you don't see your own reflection. Like you, what the what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, yeah, you just go you go Adam Cole, go be Adam Cole. You know exactly. what? I could I could I could say the same thing for Keith Lee though. Like well, yeah. Keith oh, no. Lee I, I, is a I'm dude not, that wrestles wrong. like a cruiserweight. He's a big dude. He's charismatic as fuck. All you got to do is be like, hey, man, go out there and win some matches. Impress the people, get some chance, and we'll get a title on you. Right. What did they, they do? They don't do that, though. They, they skipped did. people to death. Because they have Roman Reigns. Because they are married to these archaic ideas of we have to set plans in motion now in August for WrestleMania in March or April because Roman Reigns has been their guy for six years. And yes, he's over as fuck right now because they want McIntyre to be their guy for the future because they want guys like Rollins to factor in heavily. They have these guys penned in, not penciled, penned, written in fucking ink at the top of the depth chart they don't understand they vince doesn't understand the way that crowds can ebb and flow the way that that should influence his decisions you know this is the fucking daniel bryan thing all over again the cm punk daniel bryan thing all over again you know what the shittiest thing is is that if if mcmahon would just let, and and this seems to be the common th- theme that we've we've mentioned. If he would just let wrestlers be themselves, he'd make all the money in the goddamn universe. Control yeah, freak, can't he do would. It. Can't he, do it. Uh, no, and that's the problem. Is that it's like if you just let people do their thing. If you just let people uh, let the wrestlers do their thing, and be who they are, and and those sort of things, you'd make all of the money and and well, you and, and you 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 help them and be like oh okay where are we gonna go what are we gonna do where are we gonna put you what are we gonna this that and the other thing that would be fine whatever like that that's okay if you can like have them work with the the people who are who are booking the stuff and and who you know right. do all that if you let them do that if you let them do that then man wwe it w- we would be having the conversation and saying, oh, yeah, you know, AEW is awesome. And it's so great that we now have, you know, chocolate and vanilla. But we but but nothing will ever touch WWE. You know what I mean? Like we, we would yeah, be we would we that. would we would be saying that. I, I think we well, can say right. that if they just were smarter and moved forward. Yes. And, and we would be, oh, sorry. No, we would the, be saying that. But you, no, we would be saying that, but <laughs> you can't, I got to, I'm trying to get this out. You can't, Vince McMahon can't do that. He's a control freak. He has to have his vision show up on television. If you let these, like you said, Poot, if you let these creative guys come with these ideas. Now, I'm not saying that everyone is going to be a hit out of the park. No way. There are going to be wrestlers that are going to come with ideas that are just dog yeah. slop. Oh yeah. But you got guys like 
Bray Wyatt, Keith Lee, Adam Cole, uh, freaking uh, Killer Cross. These guys should, what should be happening is they bring you their vision, they bring you their ideas, and all you have to do instead of saying, nope, we're going to go with something completely different, all you need to do is sharpen it. They have brought you a knife to cut a steak. The knife might be just a bit dull. All you've got to do is shing, 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 sharpen it a, a tad, a smidge, and you have gold. But yep. that's not how they're going to operate. That's not how they've ever operated. And let me say this as well. I'm about a year late on it. Maybe two, because I can't remember exactly the time frame of when it happened. I might be a year or two late, but I fucking called it on The Fiend. I called it. Everybody was Boner Champ 08 about The Fucking Fiend. Everyone lost their mind that he's going to be the next Undertaker. He's going to be the thing. WWE is never going to let him go. We've come to terms with Bray Wyatt's release. Can you blame us, fucking called it. I called it. You called it, but can you blame us? Because it's it's basically... It's you know what? Yes, Poot, I can blame you for it. Because you fucking guy, you've been around long enough to know better. You should have known better. So Nothing I think- is for sure with WWE. They can't look at something and go, damn, this is gold, and cash it in. They look at it and go, eh, this might not be gold. This might be mud. We should eh, kind of symbol fuck it around and then dump it off. I think that we've officially reached the tier where Vince McMahon is a comic book supervillain. I like him back to Obadiah Stane in Iron Man oh. 1 when he's ripping out Tony Stark's arc reactor of his chest and said the golden goose has laid one gold, one last golden egg. That's the way that they treated Winda Rotunda and the Fiend. He ripped the Fiend out of Bray Wyatt's chest and put it in his own Fiend, a.k.a. Alexa Bliss, not a bash on her. I love Alexa. I think that she's dynamite. I think she's had, she's had an incredible career. And and I think that she's made fucking the tastiest lemonade out of a batch of lemons I've ever seen. Yep, this true. is not on her. This is not on her at all. So the internet coming at her, if you're listening to this and you came at Alexa Bliss, not what you're thinking, Tom. <laughs> you I would, read my mind. I would. With this shit. You need to fucking... Grow up here and show up at my door, and we'll have a conversation about why you're a fucking imbecile. Um, because so, this is not her what? call. But my point remains that Vince took Bray Wyatt's last great idea, transmogrified it into his own thing, and then just cast him out. Well, here's the thing: there, there's only one, there's only one bright spot from Bray Wyatt being released from wwe is that the fiend is his creative property that's his baby yeah so, and all that well, and, do you know that though right no but but all that stuff like the the face stuff the the lantern he paid out of pocket for all of that yep right so yeah like the fiend so he may not be able to be called he may, may not be the fiend but he could be the beast or the demon the or something yeah like you know the fucking slog monster i don't care the, 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 slug, the, day, the slob gobbler at, at, at the <laughs> oh, end the of the day slobbler. bray wyatt Wyndham rotunda we're, we're gonna start that too Wyndham rotunda could call it the dog shit i'm here and i'm the dog shit 
and it would be crazy <laughs> over. Oh, it would, dude. I would buy a, I would buy a the dog shit T-shirt. Yep, I'm here for dog shit. Yes, sir. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But <laughs> my point being, that's that's the only bright spot. And and what we're talking about with the with the with the people, the wrestlers, you know, uh, having the you know a little bit more creative leniency. I again not defending McMahon trying to see all points of view i understand that you know it's not like how it was back in the day where you could let you know let everybody turn the dial up to 20 and do whatever the fuck you want and you know like when dx got the the letter from you know usa sky network and stuff saying you're not allowed to do this this and this they basically took the letter read it verbatim and made it into a comedy skit which incidentally the fucking network loved um, in their whole, you know, DX, you know, State of the Union address. I get that it's a different time and you can't do that anymore, but you have another company that is your competition out there in AEW doing exactly what we're talking about, letting people have that creative freedom, you know, collaborating, working. I understand you got writers and stuff like that. Fantastic. There might be people that have... It's it's like the same thing when you go to get a tattoo, I'm not a fucking artist, but if I have an idea and I take it to somebody who specializes in that, like Ransom said, you have an idea, they you take it, you give it to them, they kind of, you know, they put a little shine on it, they sharpen it up, they say, here's what you got, and fucking, they, you know, hopefully you knock it out of the park. That that's it's it's about collaborating. It's about working together for the greater good. It's about working as a team, you know, with your creative team. That means the writers. That means the performers. That means everybody, you know, that you need involved working together to make the think? best product. You would think, even though it's a, even though it's a ego driven business, and even though that yeah, there you know it's you know. Uh, uh, rewarded and lauded you know for being the alpha you know the alpha and everything like that at the end of the day regardless you you hear so many people have said you know you're in there with somebody uh you know you have to put your trust in the person that you're working with so they're already you already have a sense of camaraderie and people working together fucking foster that instead of being a greedy old control freak that has to be no if it's not my idea and it didn't come for me it's not any goddamn good bah, 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 bah. Well, no. and here's... like that you know fucking do like actually listen to your fans i know that you know we we are fucking nobodies and we don't know shit about business when it comes to the world of professional wrestling i get that but when you hear when you have these groundswells and you see stuff that's going on, you like ride that wave, catch that lightning in that bottle, make the most of it, invest in your future. Regardless if you're not gonna be here long enough to see it, fucking invest in it for your fucking family's sake and for the for your legacy's you're, sake you're, and, and, and everything. You're asking him to give a shit about another person, and that's impossible. Like you oh can't like, you can't. Here's, like but there here's is good the irony. Years. Here's there's good news. What's that? Good. good news. In all of this darkness and all of this bitching, there is good news. A, WWE is looking into the future. They brought John Cena back. Uh, they brought oh, yeah. Goldberg back. Uh. They're, they're talking about re-signing uh, Braun Strowman. 
So, oh my God, there is there is light in all of this darkness because Here's- you know our Lord and Savior John Cena has returned. The man who basically made the '90s wrestling what it was, Goldberg is back. Through God, and all things are mention, possible. So jot that one down. <laughs> not, not, oh God. Not to mention, you know, uh, Braun Strowman. Toot toot. You know, here's the here's the, the, the irony. himself is back. Well, here's the irony. Come back. Here's the irony in Bray Wyatt getting cut. Uh, I think either the day before, or the day after he was uh, released. Kurt Angle said in some interview somewhere that The Rock ad-libbed most of the shit that he did. Like, that's... And and he's lauded as one of the greatest of all time, and I, you know, can't argue that fact. In his short career, he was a super megastar to the point that he is the highest-paid actor in Hollywood and he's a guy that people will pay to go see do just about anything. Uh, and he hasn't even touched the MCU. So that's a big fucking deal. So he had enough rope to hang himself with. And he went out there and fucking jumped rope with it, man. And we've seen pieces of it. Roman Reigns' line on SmackDown last week or better, two weeks ago. You better think, put that beef away. No, no, no. Uh, Roman Reigns line two weeks ago about um, John Cena being so samey that it's like having missionary sex every night. Like, it was a great fucking line. I don't know if that's a Roman Reigns. I don't know if that feels like a Paul Heyman. But regardless, it didn't come from some asshole out of typewriter. I'm I'm certain. That felt like it was an impassioned, like, spoken line none of the good ones really did though I, I mean none of the good ones really did tom's and, point dx and sometimes their, their spiel is like you said beef the rock his his stone most cold of his stuff was ad-libbed stone cold stone cold triple Jericho, h even a lot. said yep yeah triple h even said in an interview that at one point he was getting frustrated because he was going out and delivering his lines with the rock and the rock was ad-libbing and Triple H was getting frustrated with it, and he was venting to somebody. And maybe, maybe it was Bruce Pritchard. And Bruce Pritchard said to him, so do the same thing. And Triple H said, well, I can. I got lines. And Bruce Pritchard said to Triple H, so does The Rock. But The Rock's going out there and ad-libbing. What's the worst that's going to happen? You go out there and you ad-lib. It flops. People don't like it. Vince doesn't like it. He tells you knock it off. But best he did ha- it. Best has for forgiveness than to- permission. Yeah. yeah, Triple H, he learned from that. He then went out there and started ad-libbing with The Rock like The Rock was ad-libbing, and look what happened to him. I mean, freaking rocket ship, the best ones don't adhere to the script. And sure, you're going to get your hot messes. You're going to get your Randy yes. Savage promos. You're going to yep. get your Ultimate Warrior promos. Like, those uh, are going to have... Oh. Psycho Sid. But, yeah, oh, Scott out of my hole. Steiners. Lex yeah, Luger. You know, you're... Well, Scott Steiner, God bless him. He's he's delivered some of the best fucking promos in the world. The best <laughs> bad, the best right bad promos ever. Right, Lex Luger, exactly. But I mean, like you're you're gonna have that, but that's okay. I'd rather see organic, dick in the dirt moments than like this, like manufactured crap oh, yeah. hole syndrome. That's it's the key word. Sequencing. It's 
It's wrestling call sequencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's, that's what it is. You yep. sound like a robot. Yeah, that's that's the key thing. That's the key word right there, beef is organic. Because what happened, you know, when when uh John Cena being pushed to the moon wasn't organic anymore. It was what WWE wanted. It's like you like this guy, you cheer him because we say so. Everybody yep. you got the you, you got the fucking Cena sucks chance. He's been away for so long. And then we we miss him because we realize, you know, he he was good. It's just the fact that, you know, he was shoved down our throats by, you know, the fucking company. We don't we don't necessarily hate Cena for it's, that. We hate the situation. It's but not the Cena not, we hate. It's the situation. That's a pain. Exactly. In the ass. That's a pain in the ass. Thank you. Putin. <laughs> Thank you. Putin. Uh, but it, it's it, same thing here. If it's not organic, you know, look what happened with Daniel Bryan. We're Brian Danielson. We'll, yeah, but when it happened, he was Daniel Bryan. Look what happened when the fucking whole, you know, the the you know him. The yes movement. Yeah, the yeah, Thank you. I I lost my train of thought there. The yes movement. Look Dude, at how that fuck. Look CM, at how that took off. Look CM at the, Punk quit because of it. Like yeah. it, it wasn't getting over, and Punk's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He saw the run sheet for WrestleMania. He saw Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus on the pre-show. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not doing this anymore for this company that can't see the fucking forest from the trees. And he walked the fuck out. Yep. John Cena is a perfect example of that guy that saved his career by going off script. If you mm-hmm. remember back when John Cena was the prototype, he was close to getting canned because no one gave a shit. But then on some bus or airplane or something, Somebody heard him ad lib uh, rapping. It was Stephanie McMahon. Oh. All right, so Stephanie McMahon heard him ad lib rapping and was like, "Um, go and do that for a second. John Cena went out and did that and created a career for himself. He created a character that evolved off of his ad libbing skills. The prototype, the vision the WWE had for John Cena would have led to him being fired because nobody gave a shit. WWE's version of John Cena was who cares. John Cena's version of John Cena skyrocketed him to the moon. And if he would have been left to his own devices, I wholeheartedly believe that this Cena sucks thing wouldn't have happened. If you would have let his character evolve organically from heel rapper to face good guy Superman and then evolve back to heel when people started booing him, there, there, the I can't imagine what the scape of John Cena's career would have looked like if you would have let him organically evolve. There, so but they, they didn't. They didn't. So, like Tom said, they didn't. They pushed him down everyone's throat, which led to resentment in the character, not in the in, not in the man. There, I like, resented the John Cena superhero coming out, yeah. saluting with his. Big dog tags and yeah. hey, hey, just you know, hey, oh, my sister, my no man, <laughs> no one's buying it. No one likes it. Go back and to they being did, a heel. And they did the same thing with Roman. And then what's his best work now is holy yep. shit as a heel. You know, yeah. The, the imagine the, imagine what they would have done with Cena if they would have allowed him to evolve like that. They're trying to elim- they're trying to control the tides. Like instead of letting mm-hmm. things ebb and flow, like you said, if they mm-hmm. would have let Cena's character you know, flow 
then it it would have it would have done wonders and it would have been continuously interesting. Now, to be fair though, if you want to look at it, if you want to step back and look outside the bubble, would Cena have gone on to quote unquote bigger and better things? You know what I hey, mean? Hey, but hey, Poot, what Poot? I got I got something for you real quick. This is a little bit of a throwback. You Wonder ready? Wall, what? Four, baby. Did that come through? I uh, that what the hell was that? Not here. I, I heard. Poop the bar, baby. Aw, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they man. Know they know. Right. That's Night awesome. Good night. That bit, that <laughs> gave me the warm and fuzzies, man. Uh, yeah, the, right. um, no, but like the, the, that's the point is that like if, if in, and even taking out of letting characters be, or uh, wrestlers be themselves, even if we take that out of the mix, if you just take a step back and let the, let let the the tides roll and give just a little bit of control to the crowd you know what i mean like not even say okay we're gonna wholesale listen to every crowd uh, every crowd out there and we're gonna bend to every women we're gonna change things as they go if if one crowd randomly in like kansas wants to fucking like you know meme it up one show you know what i mean if if right. they just if they just spent some time and observed and went, okay, this is where this is going. Let's ease into it and ride the wave. And then whenever it comes back around, be like, okay, let's ride the wave back. You, 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 you would have no concerns and you would have no worries. And, and I know that sounds very kind of Zen and peace brother of me, but like, it's just, you're not wrong. Ebb and flow. Like if you ebb and flow, oh, yeah. that's the thing with any performance, especially with something that is supposed to be as organic as wrestling is. And you well, know, here's the thing to, to your point, Poot, you know, going with it, like you said, not letting like some one random crowd dictate, you know, some fucking random rowdy crowd in fucking Poughkeepsie or something like that, whatever. Oh. But, but here's the thing, you know, how you uh, control that narrative over time is do something that WWE doesn't fucking do forever. Long term booking. Yep. Well, and that's and that's what I'm going to say. I ain't mad that they got a plan. That's smart. It makes fiscal sense. OK, I understand that you're like, all right, you set out, at, you know, pr presumably at the, you know, the day after WrestleMania, you say, OK, here's where we are. Here's who we want our big sellers to be right let's get out there and let's do it i understand that what i don't understand is not having the flexibility to let organic things happen because without that flexibility i don't think we get the austin era no Hell, we may not even get uh you know hulk hogan Hulk Hogan, before he became the Hulkster that we knew and, and love, was a character much like Thunderlips in, uh, in Rocky. No. That, that, that he was just, like, not over. He was a bad guy, and it was not working. Yep. yep. They gave and him some flexibility, and they said, you know what? We're going we're, we're, we're gonna to run with you. And, you know, history, as they say, is, 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 has happened. They so, don't say that at all. The heartbreaking <laughs> thing in all of this is... 
What happened? <laughs> Beef just having said, the beers. History, history, as they say, dot 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 has happened. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to switch to water, there, cowboy. The, the <laughs> thing in all of this is the fact that WWE has done this before. We know they can let things organically evolve. We've yep. seen it. We've witnessed it. At harken back once again to something that Beef said, not as, you know, history is done in history. Has happened. <laughs> has happened. <laughs> not that part. I want, I want a shirt. I want a shirt yeah, that says history, as they say, dot, 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 has, has happened. happened. <laughs> Beef the legend. And then just have a picture <laughs> of Beef's face on the back that's just like, oh. <laughs> so we've seen them do it before, and we know that they can do it. Why are they not doing it now? Like Beef said, the Austin era. Stone Cold was a heel. Bret Hart was a face. The crowd turned the tide in that, in that match at WrestleMania. <laughs> right. they, they turned the tide, and WWE went, ooh, and ran with it. Could you imagine the possible flop that could have happened with Stone Cold Steve Austin if they would have continued to say, no, bad guy, nope, bad guy, nope, doesn't matter, bad guy, nope, bad guy. Like, it's sure, the Austin era could have happened. It just it could have been delayed, or it could have looked completely different. But it, you don't know that. What we do know is they allowed that evolution, organic evolution, to happen. The crowd turned them from face to heel and heel to face. WWE ran with it. And look at the massive success they had with Stone Cold Steve Austin. So... When and the, the, the fucking same thing with the rock, except it was reversed. Yeah, they wanted to push the rock as a face. Die, He's Rocky, die. Yay, yay, cheer, cheer, kiss the babies. The crowd hated it. WWE didn't continue to push him as a, the blue as a face chipper and let him fail. They said, Well, if the crowd's gonna boo him, let the rock go out there and make the crowd boo him even more. Which led to incredible success, not only for Dwayne Johnson, but for the WWE as well. How can they be so short-sighted that they can't look back on two of their because, greatest success stories? Because three, if you include Hulk Hogan, shut up, Poot. Three, if you include Hulk Hogan, and say, we allowed this to organically transition. We didn't force something because we wanted it that way. Why on earth can they not see the success they had in the past with this model and just incorporate that into the stars that they have now. Because back then, WWE was in Dutch financially. Really in Dutch. I mean really in Dutch. Right now, they're laying off people willy-nilly because of, well, we can't afford their big bang magoo. Like, that, that's that's lies. That's that's lies and terrible dumb lies, and they should be lying liars that it are slander. It is fucking uh, slander and libel. Yeah. Yep. Slander lie. Well, not libel, but it's slander. But like that, that that's it's impressive. It like my alcoholic point, beef trying to do legal. I you know what? I appreciate you, beef. Call the, the my law point, firm of Beefison, Beefison, and Beefberg. Oh, Beefberg. Um, the uh, yeah, we learned from history because it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Beefberg. But but, Put the the, but, away. but that's the point. They were in Dutch, so they were just like, we need to do something that's going to get eyes on us. So they had these people, they had the tools, Very and they let them go Dutch. that way. Like, they let them do it. Because at that point, what did they have to lose? Nothing. All they had to gain. Now, because they have all these other people yeah. that they're at the behest of, 
they have things to lose and they have to listen to them. And McMahon at this point just wants even more money because mm. reasons like that's the that's the thing. That's the difference. That's the deal breaker is the fact that they don't have to be at the the like they don't have to worry about money. They don't have to if you know, it's just done. Like it really right. is. The good ones point. are laying people off left and right, like they're in some that's, sort of fight. Yeah, the you know point, what? Though. Let's 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 fucking talk about that. Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, has been one of their top merchandise sellers over the last two years, twenty four months. A dude who's clearly moving merch. They cut him, saying we can't afford your contract. I. That's fucking bullshit. Stupid. But you can, but but you you can afford to bring back Braun you Strowman. Can, yeah, or fucking Goldberg. Or you can, fucking, to a lesser, much lesser degree, fucking Eva Marie. Like, come on. You can oh, fucking man. tell oh, all man. the lies that you want. But at the end of the day, I don't fucking buy that for a second. Going back to my gold goose analogy, Bray Wyatt put together the best feuds. He was a guy that whenever he came on the screen... Everybody fucking stopped. All the fucking what chants stopped. All the fucking beach balls. All, all that fucking stopped. Ronda Rousey can suck my dick too. She she can fucking fuck off. But that's right there. Um, well she, then. What she, she say again? She was like, "Oh, the fans caused us. If you weren't chanting, we want beach balls. You know, you you guys were chanting, we want beach balls during a Bray Wyatt match. Maybe he wouldn't have been cut. No, that's bullshit." Vince McMahon wants more money because that's what fucking millionaires do. They want more money. Is that what so these cuts can... are, you think? Just 100%. more money? Yep. Yep. Because fiscally, they've had the most successful fucking year and a half of, like, any company during the pandemic. I don't have the numbers to back that up, but they're pretty fucking successful. They're one of the few success stories over the last 24 months. Because... They don't have the overhead of doing the road shows. They haven't had the overhead overhead of doing the road shows. Now they're like just not touring anymore. Now they just do Raw and SmackDown, which is great. I think they do an occasional tour now and then. But like my point is that like they saw, hey, we don't have to invest all this fucking money to make all this money. We can do the bare minimum and get by. I really think that it's probably going to be sold. I, I I'm I'm still on that bandwagon. I still think I that they're still trimming quote-unquote the fat the big yeah. contracts so I, that I, whenever they make a, a pitch for it to be sold it's a, it's a more appealing deal i was gonna say that's that's been the long-standing thing and that's possibly when i say possibly yet another like you know uh lining you know silver lining in the clouds because if if vince sells then you know he's out of he's out of the control maybe we can actually get somebody in with a level head and get somebody in there yeah. who's going to make better decisions than than that don't lead us to bitching and screaming and yelling fucking once a week over Boy. what the fuck are you doing wwe like boys let me fantasy i'm, book. I'm hoping let me fantasy book oh god let me fantasy book vince mcmahon sells wwe to uh, a second party right yeah. Then uh, Captain All the Money, Tony Khan, comes in and goes, I want that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that'd my God. Great, right? Oh, that'd be, Jesus. That'd be, that'd be a Vince McMahon move right there. That would be. 
So um, the fantasy buying book aside, yeah, there it could be a silver lining, or it, it could, could be, be worse. Terrible. Yeah, it it could be worse because, it could be. like we've talked about before, if they sell, depending on the terms of the of this of the selling of the business, boy, I could have came out a lot more eloquent. <laughs> um, depending on the terms of the selling of the business, Vince McMahon could stick around and continue to be in charge and remain in charge until either A, he dies, or B, the new owners go, well, you're not being super profitable for us, so you're out. Or right. the new owners could really just come in and clean house and go, oh, Vince, gone. Steph, gone. H, gone. Shawn Michaels, Road Dog, all the people that make NXT great, gone. I don't think they We're would ever bring in H. our own people. Shut up. We're going to bring in our own people and we're just going to, we're going to run it how we think it should be run. And like Beef said, it could be a lot worse. So the whole selling of the company thing, really, it is that beach ball in the air. It could go either way, really good or. Oh no, you're not, you're not wrong. Cause they, cause they could end up in fact with a, with a, you know, like a WCW situation. They could have people in there oh. that don't. I now I know they could end up in there. You know they have all the money, but not know what the fuck to do with it, and you know have have people in charge, have a fucking revolving door of management and people that don't know the first thing about the wrestling business in there making decisions about creative and stuff like that for the wrestlers Ugh. themselves. You know or what I mean? Even so, worse, Mary Jim Cornette could come back. Or uh, even worse, God, no. they could end up with a Bob Nutting situation with oh, a fucking millionaire. No. Who don't, doesn't want to spend any money? Don't ever bring up. Don't ever bring up his name on this podcast. That's worse than Goldberg. Dare That's I who is this? I, who is this? No, I'm out of the loop. I don't know who this is. The the the, Pitt, the Pittsburgh Pirate owner. Uh, oh. He's been the owner for. Well, he's pretty the, much. He's the, been the he's the fucking Goldberg of baseball. He's the Goldberg oh. of. Yeah, I don't. I don't. So I, I know. Don't I know. I know you don't sports ball. It's fine, but I, still. I think I think I think a lot of people will get that reference, and that's why I bring that up: is that we can end up with somebody way worse who just wants it to be a turnkey, where they don't want to put money in, but they want to yep. get money out, yep. and that's going to be even way worse. So I don't know, man. Like we're all sitting here going, "Oh man, I can't wait till Vince dies and takes over the, and Triple H takes over the company." I don't know that that's going to be the case, man. I think I think it. You know, at least now we know we have. The expectations have been set. And sometimes the shows rise above our expectations and they're fun to watch. Sometimes, like Raw for the last two months, they're the drizzlingest of shits. Ugh, and we yeah. sit here and we go, what the fuck's going on in the world? What's 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 my what's my analogy? Does someone want to use my analogy? Yes, oh let me please. So uh, you know, you swing a hammer and sometimes you hit a nail, sometimes you hit a baby. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and honestly, like, I don't know. Like, I, is is the wild unknown better than at least like a fifty percent success rate? I don't know. You tell me. I oh man, I I'll tell you what. Like, I wish that there would be a a a time. I hope there is a time in the future where we on this podcast can sit and actually laud WWE for their for their stories for their use of talent and for everything going on. I really hope 
one day down the road we can have that because my god man i we do it'd be great that's what that's what's frustrating is that we do we NXT. talk about how good nxt is how good roman reigns has been even bobby lashley has been a bright spot uh, uh, matt riddle i'm sorry you didn't you didn't say his name right it's black lesnar the, um, Sorry. No, I'm, no. I'm my, joking. My jokes that, aside, go ahead, Beast. And, and the women, the, the women's division, for the most part, has been pretty on Charlotte. point. We give kudos where it's due. The frustrating part is that we know that they could be at X, but they're choosing to be at Y instead, or sometimes even Z. We don't know where they're going to fall on the linear plane. And that's what's frustrating. That's what AEW provides is normalcy. Week in, week out, you know what you're going to get. You know you're going to get an entertaining program. You may not know how you're going to get there, but you know it's going to be entertaining and fun to watch. You can't always say that with WWE. Sometimes you can. When, when they're good, uh, Kato, Ken Downs posted this today. When pro wrestling is good... It's the best form of entertainment out there. And I believe that wholeheartedly. I agree. When W and, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll even make this more specific. When WWE does a good show, it is phenomenal. Yes. But it's one week, one month, they're phenomenal. The next month, it's fucking zombies taking out the Miz. Like, there's oh. no impeachment. Oh, he's not wrong. That's the worst part. Is he? Mother. He is not wrong. Like, no. And it and it, it's it's heartbreaking because man, and and it's not looking back with rose colored glasses. Please don't take this as a rose rose colored glasses statement. No. Like, maybe it was just because yeah. we didn't know enough. But like, back in the day, man, I looked forward every Monday. I never. Like, looking forward to a Monday night, who does that? What kid looks forward to a Monday? You know yeah, what right? I mean? Even as an adult, yep. who looks forward to a fucking Monday? Yep. Like, that's my point, is it's like, used to look forward to a Monday, used to do it, but it's like, mm -hmm. now, you know, I like, I can't remember the last time I sat down live and watched Raw the whole way through. And and no. like live, and I say live because I I will go through the the neutered Hulu version, but there was always times where it was like, oh man, you missed the best part, and I'm like, wow, Hulu sucks the bag at this. Like, but that's but again, what I'm gonna be relegated to again no, now. Well, no, and 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 that's the thing is that it's like, man, I I just it it breaks my heart because it's something. Now, whenever I talk to people and like they're like, oh, yeah, I used to watch wrestling with the whole Kogan and blah, blah, blah. Or like, you know, Stone Cold and The Rock or whatever. I go like, that's cool. You should get back into it. And and I tell them, but don't watch Raw. Don't watch SmackDown. And I shouldn't say that about SmackDown. But like, don't watch Raw. Don't watch SmackDown. Here's what you need to watch. Go watch NXT. Go watch NXT UK or go watch AEW. I never yep. tell them to watch the main roster WWE programming because it's like you you, you almost kind of like they're like they're like the, the the you know Bart Simpson's mutant brother that they put up in the attic. What was his name? 
I don't even know. Oh, oh God. You um, know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, that. It's that. Like, that's what the main roster WWE stuff is. Like, I have to kind of be like, yeah, don't do that. Go and uh, go and watch AEW. You'll be way entertained. And the problem is they go, oh, I don't know these people. Yeah, but watch the show. You might go, wow, this guy's cool. I want to watch next week to see what they do with him. Like, Hugo. Huh? Hugo. Was it? Oh, Hugo. Hugo. Was yeah. Hugo. Uh, yeah, it was Hugo. Uh, like I almost thought he was saying you go, and you're like, what? Hugo. You got you got confused. Like, you go what? Go, you what go am I supposed first. to do? You go you first. Wow. <laughs> oh God. Man, I wish that's something I wish that we could show uh the these other two beef. I really what do. That? Oh Our, man, it's dead to the ages. Yeah, it's it's gone to the ages. It's been relegated to memories. Um, our backyard wrestling oh. we used to do. Oh, uh, okay. Hey, two questions real quick. Um, okay, good story, bro. Actually, anyway. <laughs> no, no. Well, I didn't think there was much more to no, it than that. Fine. Sweep that shit right under the carpet. Yep, let's just, right yeah, along. let's move on. Okay, then. Well, more was a question and a statement. One, I, I definitely don't look forward to Mondays at all, but I definitely I even... I, I, I more so even uh, look... Uh, look forward to Thursdays now because now Thursdays like my Friday and fucking you know I always look forward to talking with you faces so there's that fucking brag about it what I've worked Sunday through Thursday now it's my weekend anyways it is good now and two my uh... (laughs) I forgot my question now fuck it all right no damn it oh no 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 I remembered I remembered I remembered since you were talking since we were talking about something uh, being lost to the ages, Ransom, did you uh, Google? Did you YouTube search Bino the Elephant yet? Nope. Do it. Completely please. forgot. All right. Do it. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find a link to it and post it. it in the Discord for you. Yeah, link Anyways. me. <laughs> link me, baby. Link me. Link oh me, my. Baby, one more time. Oh, oh my. Well then. All right. So Wednesday night. Here's. Okay, here's yes. and, and I hate I hate to kind of likely close on another AEW flaw, Ugh. but we do it Ugh. so there often. There it is. There it is. We do it so Ugh. often with WWE that I don't Bro. think it's fair to let AEW slide. Yeah. Like how often? Yeah, call them out on it. How often? How much longer are we gonna have to deal with Cody Rhodes making? A new wrestler's debut on AEW all about him. Oh, what happened? Fill me in. I didn't know. So they had a match. He had a match with Malachi Black on AEW Homecoming at Daly's Place this week, which was a good show. Oh, no. Good match. No, no. It was, it was a, a lot of people are comparing it to the first Brody Lee match that Cody had, where it was an absolute uh, squash, more or less. Um there was this ridiculous spot where Cody was like on the outside, uh, like on the outside turnbuckles and uh, black came up and like kicked him in the head. He like leapt off of the turnbuckle onto like the table outside. Looked really fucking stupid, but uh, outside that <laughs> was a really, really good looking, like good eye test match. And um, at the end of it. So, so first of all, the fact that he needed to insert himself into Alice, uh, excuse me, Malachi black's debut, me. <laughs> just a tinge but black went over in a in a route so i'm happy 
But then, like, the match is over at, like, 9.53. And I'm like, why's the match over already? Like, what? how, how are they going to feel these last seven minutes? Thinking, oh, maybe it's going to be a debut. Maybe something fuck is going to happen. Who knows? No. It's, it's Cody Rhodes sitting in the ring. Tony Schiavone coming down with the mic. And fucking having this, this, this post-match interview with Cody. Where Cody's like, I don't know. Like, I'm really thankful to have the opportunity to set the table for everyone. And, you know, have the uh, the awesome opportunity to, to build this great company. Blah, blah, blah. Sound like he's going to retire. Taking one of his boots off in the ring. And the announcers are like, oh, is this it for Cody Rhodes? And then Malachi Black hitting him with a, a, a crutch from behind. You know, it's just like... He took the black mask and he laid there for a minute and then he like kind of slid up and he sat up and did this like whole promo thing about retiring. And it's like, bro, just go away. You know, like if your intent is to go and do something, which is fine. He can go and do whatever the hell he wants to do. I like Cody Rhodes. I do. But there's no need for you to take what is honestly a pretty devastating physical final, you know, finishing move and then immediately get up and give a promo afterwards. Like, there's no need for that. Um, I just, I, 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 I don't like how how focal he is on himself with everything that happens. Um, yep. New. So, like, you know, the meme is, oh, when CM Punk shows up, he's gonna call it Cody Rhodes. Oh, when Brian Danielson shows up, when, you know, Wyndham Rotunda shows up, when Adam Cole shows up, they got to go through Cody Rhodes, the gatekeeper. Um, you know, I I don't know if I like the retirement angle or if I don't. Uh, jury's still out on that because I like, again, I like Cody Rhodes as a performer, as, uh, as a guy who makes booking decisions, probably not so much. But as a performer, I think Cody Rhodes is top notch. I just, like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like he should have lost that should have been it. Black could have moved on to do something else at all out. And Cody Rhodes could have went off and done, you know, the, the, the big show, the, the filming for the big show. And that's that. Uh, the, sorry, the, the, the go big show. The go bad. big show. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I it, it, at this point, it just kind of feels overcooked to me. Um, you know, which is too bad. The thing that I don't understand about that is, hold on, I'm going to hydrate. Hydrate or die. Stand by for hydration. Oops, I dribbled. So well, that that happens as you get older. It does. I mean, ask Rick allegedly. Flair. Allegedly. Um, shut up. The thing that I don't understand about Cody is that he came into AEW with this seeming. Seemingly having a chip on his shoulder and even going so far as to have the Triple H throne to which he used the Triple H sledgehammer in order to smash the Triple H throne. Yet, you essentially become, in a way, the AEW version of Triple H. Yes, you're not the champion. You're not constantly holding the belt but you're you're really doing 
what the 2000s version of Triple H did. You know, like like Beef said, he's putting himself in the spotlight above all these other young wrestlers or these new people to the company. So while he's not holding the belt hostage, like essentially Triple H did in the early 2000s, or even mid-2000s, I still feel like he would want to try to differ himself from what he perceived to be a flaw in WWE. I mean, you would think he would have had to have perceived that because he went so far as to, again, smash the Triple H throne with the Triple H sledgehammer. Yet, he's coming out and doing all this stuff that, I mean, is real Triple H-esque. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the only th the only sense I can make of that is the whole you know you either uh, die a hero or live long enough to become the villain sort of thing. So maybe I, nobody no, maybe nobody's safe from that. Not I, even not even our beloved Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's it, better than that though. No, but that, he lived through it. He's better than that. No, and that's the thing we we know he is, and maybe. Maybe it's maybe it's a perspective thing. Maybe it's like, you know, having to be in that position, having to be in that world to where now you're kind of responsible for that. And it's one of those things where you think, oh, damn, like maybe I have become this. Maybe I have become blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like it, it it's it, it's a constant learning experience you know what i mean like i i may, i don't know maybe i'm grasping at straws here but like you know it's not it's not so far fetched as to as to think that you know? <gasps> so i i'm just saying like i think i think there is i don't know man like it it it's it's it, it it's not gotten to the point yet where it's hard to watch, right? You know, and I, and I feel like it's sometimes it has. Wasn't I, that no. like whole like American Dream version of Cody Rhodes beating that? I can't remember that, what his name was. But he beat that guy. Anthony, he had no business Anthony, beating Anthony Agogo. Go -Go. And and yep. and yeah, you know like what? He had no business going over, but he did. And all right, I'll bite. I'll bite on that. You're right. I stand, I stand corrected. You are right on that one. That was hard to watch, but even then, that's one isolated incident that we kind of have. True. You know, we have we have one isolated incident with that. Um, I think maybe Cody can see the forest through the trees and see what he's done, and see how glaring it is. And again, I think maybe in crossing my fingers on this that that we're seeing uh, a long-term booking of him becoming a tyrant, you know, and seeing maybe a storyline build from that. I think that would be compelling. The problem that I would worry about is that if people saw that and they saw where they were taking it, that people would start cheering Cody Rhodes for the walls. Right. And that and that yeah, maybe and maybe this is something that we we haven't really addressed before that maybe just maybe there are times where you don't want to listen to the fucking audience. You know what I mean? Maybe there are times. 
I'm just saying. Well, no, you're right. You're right. There are definitely times you don't want to listen to the audience. I mean, hell, of all those, you know, random ass matches where they, you know, chanted in WWE for Michael Cole or JBL, I didn't want to see either one of them jump up and get in the ring. Right. But, you know, the dumb fucking crowd was still chanting it. But no, you're right. The crowd's not always right. You know, your your fan audience isn't always right. But and and fans know. are fickle. We're fickle. They Everybody. are. Yes, they, that's true. In in any sort of in any sort of sports or sports entertainment. Uh, again, I know I know Ransom doesn't sports ball well, but <laughs> but any any time. Uh, if you listen to if you were if you were somebody who listened to like Mark Madden or anything on the X like after after fucking Penguins John loss, yeah, oh well, John Madden close, John okay. Madden, yep. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, go on. Well, I love the fact that we actually ended up doing that simultaneously. That was great. <laughs> um, but <laughs> fucking get out of my head. Number one, Super number two, uh, <laughs> number two. Um, no, anytime after like a penguins loss, the first thing you heard of was like, people would be like, Oh, we need to fire the coach and fire, you know, get rid of flurry. It's his fault and this and that and fucking. And then, you know, then like a couple nights later after they got, you know, a couple wins in a row or something. Oh, they're amazing. Blah, 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 blah. Like it's, I rest. Well, people always jumped on that bandwagon with fire Mike Tomlin too. Well, I'm just saying like wrestling fans do the same thing. They can be very, very fickle, very hot and cold. But where is he? Did he fall in? Uh, no, he's back. No, but, man, I'm here. I'm just him. But, oh, Lord. But if you That's lay a good, if you lay a good foundation, and have a long-term booking vision of what you want to do, have an idea of what you want to do in the year to come, or six months to come, even six months is long enough to do some sort of long-term booking, because then you, you know, then you have the other half of the year to make some tweaks and everything and call an audible if you need to that's fine but have that have that foundation have that long-term booking in place and then go from there and roll with it like like poot was saying earlier fucking ride the wave you know and go from there that's and and i think and i think if you do that you know (laughs) oh my Motor City Machine Guns are in Mordor. Mordor is pissed. No. Yeah, it is. The fucking Eye of Sauron is upon you. Give Damn it some it to hell. Where is Saruman? The Mordor City Machine Guns. Oh, the Mordor I, City Machine Guns. I like I it. want to really believe, to Poot's point, that maybe this is all some big fucking ruse from Cody Rhodes and we're going to get some big fucking like, heel turn. But I just... If if we didn't get it as part of his TNT title run, I don't think we're ever going to get it. Uh, I well, I just it, I, no, I think I, there's something to it because you mentioned it before. I think we could have we could have gotten it during the TNT title run, but uh, but then with Brody Lee's passing, I think that probably threw a big monkey wrench in those plans too. So, uh, dang it, yeah. I just like I I I, I just I feel like maybe he can't see the forest from the trees. And, and he smell and, his own shit on his knees. And, and 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 as much as he wants to put AEW first, I think he's just worried about like I don't think it's selfish. I think he's worried about carrying on the Rhodes legacy properly. Mm. 
Because Dustin had a fine career. You know, Goldust was great and everything, but he wasn't quite to what we expected from Dusty. And I think that Cody kind of wanted to carry on that tradition. And I think that that's kind of where his mindset is, is he wants to make continue to make the Rose name a great name so that whenever his kids come through, that they'll be able to say, I'm, you know, the son of a son of a plumber. You know, or the son of a son of a son of a plumber. You know, they'll they'll be able to say my granddaddy was, you know, Dusty Rose, my dad was Cody Rose, and I'm here to take the world by storm. And I and I can't I can't fault him for if that is the case. I can't fault him being the the, the fact that the man just got his name back, you know, like from the clutches of WWE, mm-hmm. you know, not not all too long ago. So I mean, it's kind of a big deal. Um, yeah, yeah. So speaking of legacies. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the legacy of us being four dum dums that collectively come together to form one brain that <laughs> is, you know, sometimes right and sometimes. So eh, if wait, I, sometimes you hit a nail, sometimes you hit the, a baby. Exactly. <laughs> if I recollect correctly, I believe the that last time we were successful, but I think that we owe Pat uh, a time on the show. Do we owe Dave a time on the show too? I think we do. Yeah, I don't remember. I think we, yeah, one Oof. each. Yeah, Oof. yeah, oh, we're boy. oofing here, big boys. But but we are on the upswing. We are on the upswing. So to that end, we do have a stump the chumps question from our buddy, uh, the maniac, Begging. the bastard, Pat. The bastard. Uh, thanks for taking time to get this out during your vacation, homie. We appreciate that. So, here's the question. The WWE tried to compete with WCW's Cruiserweight division by creating the WWE Light Heavyweight title, which evolved into the Cruiserweight title. Before it became the Cruiserweight title, who was the youngest person to hold the Light Heavyweight Championship? Oh, boy. Uh, my initial gut reaction is Taka. Yeah, that that would be mine too, but I but I feel like that's a too obvious of an answer. See, I thought I thought S.A. Rios at first. Oh, the river. I don't know, man. <laughs> he was pretty young. I don't now listen. I don't know how old Takamichinoku was when he was the champ, but right. Sometimes, I, <laughs> well, sometimes they can be deceiving in their age. And, yeah. and and to that end, Christian was pretty young too. Christian was a light heavyweight champion as well. But he was definitely not the yeah, youngest. Yeah, he was not though. the. I really think it was Taka. Um, that's I yeah, don't. that's a soft ball question though. Mm. I feel like Beef is right because I think I think when S. A. Rios came in. He was pretty young. He was 19, 20, 21, somewhere around there. I believe that that's the case. And I think I think Taka was a little bit older than that. I think. Yeah, like I don't know. I, I feel like at the very least, Taka was mid twenties when he was the light heavyweight champion. Now, granted, he was light heavyweight champion for a long freaking time. But I, I think Beef is right on the whole S.A. Rios thing. Like I think he was probably the youngest. I want to say probably either nineteen, twenty, or twenty-one. If it's not S.A. Rios, my other my other initial gut reaction was Funaki. I don't know that he was that young. How about Brian Kendrick? Was he pretty young? 
I don't think Kendrick was ever the light heavyweight champion. I think he. I think Spanky no. was the cruiserweight champion, but I don't think he was oh, ever yeah, light you're heavyweight. Right. Because the light heavyweight was around for a cup of coffee, and then it went away for a while, if I'm remembering correctly. And then it Wait, came back. yeah, then I think they brought it back, and it merged during the whole As, invasion angle. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say light heavyweight. Uh, that that was back around during like the European Championship days, mm -hmm. like before the WCW invasion, anyways. Yep. Yep. Oh yes, because yep. the so... world title was blue, the IC title was purple, the European title was green, and the light heavyweight title was red. Hmm. Speaking of the actual book leather belts on it, um, I I you know what. Like being that it was around for a cup of coffee, I don't remember the ten years, but the the ones that I do remember were Christian, Taka, and S.A. Rios. And of those three, I think that S.A. Rios was the youngest. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, I I'd go with that because Taka's too much of a softball. If it wasn't going to be Taka, I would have said uh, either S.A. Rios or Crash Holly, because I remember Crash Holly held it. I think he did as well. Yes. Yeah, because it he wasn't. The it, light heavyweight? Yeah, I'm pretty sure before the hardcore belt became like the thing for him, I think yeah. that was his first title. Because there weren't there weren't a lot of contenders in there. There were not no, a lot of contenders. Weren't. I think even that though, like Crash would have been mid twenties, and I think Ransom's like yeah. pretty much on the mark. I think I think SA was like in his late teens. Yeah, like maybe nineteen. I'm I'm comfortable with saying S.A. Rios. S.A. Rios works. All right, well let's fucking find out here. Fuck around and uh, find out, beef. I hope you guys get this right because this is the superstar introduced to us. Yeah, I'm sorry. I hope you guys get this right because this superstar introduced us to a future Hall of Famer. Yep. Superstar it's him. question was yep. S.A. Rios. Yep. Twenty-one years old. Uh, twenty-one year. Oh, 63 day. Okay, yeah. So he was almost twenty-two. Uh, who's managed by Lita? So yeah, uh, Pat, you know what that means, buddy. Wait, you know what that uh, means. Do it, beef. Do it. Do it. All right, everybody, shut up and let's hear it. Pat, that means that mm. you. Well, I'm sorry. Good day, sir. You get nothing. Oh yeah, I'm definitely hard. And also, <laughs> and also. That means you don't get to come on the show at all for winning last time either. Suck it. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, you're we still owe you one. We owe you one. We do. I'd like to get Dave and Pat on here at some point. Fuck it. Get them on the same night. Oh god. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think a week where I can just boycott the show because. Fuck that Bob Gray oh guy. no! I want you on there if if fucking uh, if fucking oh. paper comes on because I I want to see the fucking fireworks. It's not gonna go well. It takes two <laughs> men to replace one pizza <laughs> Now you well, may be, be fair, a handsome man. Usually take, does usually take two men to develop that much hot air. Uh, that <laughs> the man listen. <laughs> hey, the man is not <laughs> wrong. The man is not wrong. <laughs> Oh, Ransom. <laughs> Sorry, Pooh. You're right over up. there, Tom. Jesus Christ. I'm dying. I'm dying. Dead. Oh, dead. Dead. That was, uh, dead. That was an un unwarranted uh, barrage that I sent your way there, Pooh. I, I, I do apologize. It's, people were talking about 
Bob Gray and Dave, and I was all surly and sauced up and angry. So I took that out on you, and I shouldn't have, and I apologize. Uh, that's all right. That's okay. It's okay. So I apologize for the unprovoked broadside that I levied at you. <laughs> have you guys ever seen those videos of these fucking people binge drinking? Porn. Um, I, I saw one. I'm listening one... to a podcast right now. <laughs> no, I'm, no I'm, I'm, I'm talking I'm about big sober. boy Big boy binge drinking oh. I, I saw a video last night And this is just fucking out of big, left field what? Big boy binge drinking what Yeah man What the I, fuck I saw, are you into I, I saw a video last day, night and gentlemen. I, I saw a video last night of a guy Who took you know like DOS boot Like a, like a big glass boot yeah. All right. And he cracked open A Jack Daniels and he cracked open an absolute, like literally removed the seal at the time. Poured I'm... them both into the boot until it was full. Chugged said boot. Oh. How the fuck is he not dead? That is enough Beef... alcohol to kill a fucking moose. Beef, listen, you, we're, it's because we're all in our 30s and we don't understand uh, we, we don't understand how to properly drink anymore. We just, I don't. just like that much alcohol. That's damn near two fifths of alcohol. He should be dead. Like it should be RIP boot guy. Like RIP boot guy. Th thanks for making a great Instagram. Can we, can we vid, put up dude. a graphic of that right <laughs> now? RIP boot guy. <laughs> RIP boot guy. Wow. I, it's just, you so, know, I, me, I, I saw that last night and I was like, own. what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Let me tell you about my own experience at failing with, with something along those lines. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> this was probably... I got a bad feeling about oh, this. Oh, boy, this had to have been eight-plus years ago because my son hadn't been born yet. I was hanging out with a buddy from Verizon at his place in Elwood City, Pennsylvania. That's right, Elwood what City. What the fuck is that noise? And we were doing some drinking. Air conditioner. And... No, no, no! Yep. I just, I no, I kept hearing the Discord noise, like the do 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 do. It was like five oh, in a row. That's that's weird. That's creepy. Pat, yeah. Dave, get out of here. Um, <laughs> uh, so we had the bright idea of shotgunning beers. Oh. No, not shotgunning beers. Um, what's the thing with the funnel? Uh, beer, beer chugging. Beer bong. Beer beer bong. Beer bong. So we're like, hey, let's do some beer bongs. Well. We didn't take into account the fact that we had no beers. But we did have Red Bull, and we did have Jaeger. So oh, we thought it would be a great no. idea to beer no. bong some Jaeger bongs. And I've never been one that can beer bong anything. Yeah. I couldn't even beer bong water, because I just I don't have that ability to, to... Oh, boy. Settle down, Tom. I don't <laughs> have that ability to swallow that fast. Yeah. So I'm like, well, this is going to turn out bad regardless because I'm going to wear it. So he did it and didn't feel great immediately after. So I'm like, well, I can't, I can't tell him no now because he did one. So I got to do one. And it was, it was not quite the reaction of boot guy. It was, okay, here we go. He holds it up. I uh, crouch down and boom. There it goes, down into my tummy. I stand back up and go, oh, that really wasn't that. Oh my God. Immediately vomit. Dude, oh, it's, like it was, oh. I hit both feet 
I was in a vertical position and my body went strap in son here it comes <laughs> and it just it all came right back up immediately and I don't understand what happened or how my body had that violent a reaction that fast but I can't imagine trying to drink a DOS boot of those two liquors when I couldn't do a beer bong of Jaeger bong. Dude, it's I've... it's because literally it hit your stomach and your body was like, nah, -uh. nope, nope, nope. Yeah. It like your body it was sure like, did. this is wrong. Your body I've, literally I've... went, this is wrong. I've had I've had one instance of something like that. Um, I was I was with some friends and this was probably about the same amount of time a number of years ago. <laughs> I I had I had at least one of my kids at that point I'm sure, um, but I was drinking with some friends, and we were doing flaming Dr Peppers. Now for oh, those boy. now for those who don't know what a flaming Dr Pepper is, it's a half shot of Amaretto, half shot of uh, Bacardi 151. You light it on fire. Safely, you either blow it out or you drop it into a glass of beer of your choosing and you drink it and it tastes like Dr. Pepper. So we're doing that. Well, we run out of Amaretto before we run oh, out no. of 151. So I said, well, fuck it. Let's just do a shot of 151. Oh, nope. Mistake. So I did a shot of 151 and immediately threw it up and said, please, somebody get me a beer to wash this taste <laughs> out of my mouth. And oh. since then, I, since then, I have not touched 151. The, even the next day, the smell of it almost made me want to throw up again. Like, like my, like my buddy was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to make a, you know, fucking, uh, you know, I'm going to do some 151 and Coca-Cola. You, know, you want a glass? And I smelled the 151. I was like, mm, no, my just, I, it ruined I had that it. same ruined reaction it. with 99 apples. Oh, see that I haven't. I, I've gotten pretty fucked up off of 99 apples, but I have it. It hasn't been ruined for me yet. All 151 right. is oh, ruined. Well, since ruined. since we're all regaling with one one tail here, it seems my quick one yes. is um, because I was good little boy and I didn't drink till I was 21. Um, I I when I started drinking, of course, when you're in college and you're poor, you start drinking cheap beer. You know, uh, you know, beast, Bush Light, Bush Light, Beast Light, Natty Miller, Ice, Natty Ice, yeah. And so like PBR. that, yeah, PBR, like that kind of stuff. Oh. And so for me, being I was I was even a much bigger dude back then. I was I was I, I actually look at pictures from back then. I go, holy shit, I was enormous. Um, I um. I, I I was like, oh, I can drink a lot of beer. Like I could put back a lot of beer. Like it and, and still be okay. You know, wake up the next day feeling a little groggy, but I'd be okay. You know, I could drink a lot. And but I didn't understand that liquor didn't work the same way. So it was Oops. my birthday and uh, a buddy of mine said, Hey man, I'm gonna go to the liquor store. I couldn't go out for your first drink last night. You know, what do you want? And so I uh I said, Well, I heard Captain Morgan. Now wait, before you hear this, this was the newest thing from Captain Morgan, and uh, it was Captain Morgan tattoo, right? Ugh. And yeah, right. And so he's like, okay. I'll get you a bottle Gross. of Captain Morgan tattoo, and he got me a bottle of Coke as well, so I can make rum and cokes. So I I had said rum and cokes, and I drink fast. I always have, and so I made the rum and coke, and I was like, okay, we'll do you know. A third and the rest full and it's a solo cup you know like the traditional solo cup right as as is your want and uh i drank it 
and I went and made another one, went and made another one, went and made another one, at, you know, until it was gone. And I came back out and I was like, hey, man, do you have any uh, any beer or anything? He goes, dude, I bought you that bottle of rum. He bought me a fifth of rum. And and I and I went, yeah, it's gone. And he goes, what? And I, and I said, yeah. And uh, and and he goes, wait, wait, it had been about an hour and 15 minutes. Jesus. That's, I put I put a fifth of rum back in an hour and 15 minutes. So I uh, I went outside. I had my cigarette like the rest of the night went on as is, you know, tradition. And I, I woke up the next day and we had a choir concert and I forgot I had said I would be there to to um, help set up. And we had speakers down front. And I woke up, first of all, it was 20 minutes late. And I went, oh, damn. So I got up. I pulled my hair back when I had hair, I had long hair. And I threw on clothes and I ran up to the performance hall, hung over his dicks. And I couldn't figure out how to daisy chain speakers together. That is plugging one speaker into another one. I was so hungover. Like wildly hungover. And Miller saw he goes, Go go in the back and get the piano. The electronic the the, the keyboard. Knowing full well it was over in our music building, I went in the back just because he told me to go back there. And there was a giant pile of paper towels. Like like rolled paper towels. And I went, Oh, and I flopped down onto it and I fell asleep for about an hour and a half. And it was just a mess. Now, mine didn't involve vomiting because I didn't vomit a lot whenever I drank. And that was my oh, problem. Oh, yeah. I should have. <laughs> but um, I have one, but that's a tale for another time. Beef, regale us with one. He's like, so yeah, it was it, two years, two years ago. You drank Jaeger and broke your <sighs> ankle. Or was it the time that you got a bunch of beer and didn't want to hang out with your buddy? Instead, you wanted to watch Raw and fell down some steps and broke your arm. Which breaking alcohol or, story do you want to talk about? Whereas the two years ago at SummerSlam, you know. No, we'll <laughs> talk about that. You know, there are some good ones. Um, I, you know, I, I have to go with the Jaeger nightmare. Uh, uh, which one, the first or the second? Uh, oh, boy, they're both one? pretty close together. Um, you know, honestly, probably the second, because that was the one that kind of like, Almost ended my college career. He says like he played football. Um, so we baseball. were, we baseball. were, I, I don't remember the occasion, but we were drinking on Greenville and uh, my buddy Mike shows up and he's like, Hey buddy, I know you like Jaeger. Here's like most of a fifth. And I'm like, aces. Fuck you got a town. And uh, me and this girl, Ashton, we were fucking just going shot for shot. She was like a freshman at the time, I think, so she didn't know anything about drinking. Um, also underage, so, you oh, know, very, very responsible much. adult. Um, yep. Well, I wasn't a fucking adult. Let's not lie to people. Um, no, I'm, barely right. an, I'm, I'm barely an adult now. So Yeah, and you're 40. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking. I'm doing... <sighs> shit. Must have been at least eight to 10 shots of Jaeger. I lost count. Uh, in between, we'd have a cigar, like a full, not, not a fucking like Swisher Sweet, like a full-on fucking like cigar cigar. And they had the narrowest, weirdest fucking staircase in the world. No problem. 
I fucking ice dance up and down them with no issue at all. Uh, eight or nine times. So finally, my buddy Adam uh, shows up late to the party. I don't know where he was, but he shows up. <laughs> and he's drinking a little bit, nothing too much. He's like, all right, let's go. And I'm like, well, you know, also my roommate at the time. Ransom, by the way, just just Damn it. People, people not in the people not in the know. He's like, all right, it's time to go, beef. I'm like, okay, cool, let's fucking hit it. And uh, down the stairs they go, no problem at all. Fucking doing my uh, best, fucking Michael Flatley uh, impression, no problem. Uh, walking, it, it was a little bit snowy. It, it, it wasn't like you know four feet of snow or anything, but there was snow. It on the was ground. a dusting. It was snow on the ground. Uh, walking, dusting, dusting, and my buddy Adam comes out of like a pocket of Stygian darkness. I'm talking like the darkest, <laughs> darker than a black steers took us on a moonless prairie night. Comes out <laughs> of the blackness and is like booga booga boo, <laughs> and I fucking yeah. crumple. I don't even, I, I, I can't even describe, I, I just remember ending up in a pile on the ground. And he's like, fuck you doing? I'm like, I'm laying here. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm wearing these baby blue Timberlands, because, you know, I, I, I saw a drum line, and I'm like, I'm in Kappa Kappa Psi. Yeah, oh, let's, let's, let's wear these blue Timberlands out. Baby well, blue Timbs? Turns out, Timberlands are not the best for ankle support whenever nope. you're trying to fucking ice dance. <laughs> while drunk on Jägermeister. Uh, so you don't say. I go to stand up and immediately crumple back down. Hey. And Ransom looks at me and he's like, Bite what are you doing, heart. man? I'm like, hold on. I got to get back up, right the fuck back down. At that moment, I knew I fucked up. But I was so drunk, I refused to admit defeat. I was like, ah, nope, just a sprained ankle. So I crawl. Hand over hand oh. to Ransom's Malibu, his shiny white Malibu. Uh, and I get there and I'm like, all right, what's the extra strategy? Ransom, God love him, was not a patient man at the time. He's not the most patient now, but he's way, he's way better. He's like, all right, <laughs> I've had enough of this fucking tomfoolery. Fucking both leaving. Fog's coming. I'm going. We're going. Let's go. All right. <laughs> At the time, this girl that I was kind of trying to see came by. Like, she lived there, and uh, she saw me laying in the air. She's like, what's going on with him? And, I, and, and, and Adam's like, well, he's just being dramatic. <laughs> like, nobody fucking knew. Because it's like, what the fuck are the chances? So, I uh, between my buddy Mike and Adam and myself, kind of, we get me into the back of the Malibu, laying on my stomach. Couldn't sit up. I don't know if I wouldn't sit up or just couldn't sit up. So we Probably drive. Both. I, we 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 drive, and and I'm Probably telling both. you, man, it was it was like a fucking roller coaster ride. <laughs> I'm so drunk, but it's just <laughs> like it just it just happens, man. Like uh. I. If you've never ridden in, in, in the back of a car, uh, on your stomach, while drunk, it's Driven an experience. By ransom. It's an experience. <laughs> so Ransom, hearing all of his puking, pull into our apartment. He throws the door open. He's like, all right, get out. We're done. He's at this point officially fucking 
over the night. This is is it, man. This is where the friendship ends. I've done my part. (laughs) We're done. And I'm like, I'm sitting, I'm laying there. The guy, I get out. And I say the most repeated line I think that I've ever said in my life. Yep. Give me five feet. Give me five feet. (laughs) Now, mind you, he means to say, just, I, I need five minutes. Yeah. Like, he needs to I, compose I need himself. Time. Right. But he's so drunk that he doesn't understand the difference between a Beat physical minutes. length and a length of time. <laughs> Ransom, an intellectual, is going, what the fuck do you mean? I'm standing back here four feet from me now. What do you want from me? Get out of my car. I'm like, just give me five feet, man. My freaking car. I'm just going to sleep here tonight. And it's like January. And he's like, you're not sleeping in my fucking car. Get out of my fucking car right now. I'm not going to give you five feet. I'm not going to give you anything. Get out. So I proceed to hope on my ass out of the car, crawling again through our, like, gravel-laden driveway, up onto our stoop, through the door. And he goes, you need anything? I'm like, no, man, I'm good. All right, I'll see you in the morning. I'm not trying to paint a bad picture of Ransom. God bless his heart for putting up with me, man, because this was just this was just the end of it. And none of us knew how badly I shattered my ankle. His <laughs> wife, Tara, helped me get my boot off. And my ankle is like purple and orange and yellow at this point. And I'm like, oh, oh that's not what you want to see. Looks like fucking Jeff Hardy on drugs. <laughs> yep, sure does. Oh, damn it. I'm like, well, I'm just going to. Tom, you could have just said Jeff Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to let this lie. I'm, I'm just going to get through the night. I call my parents at like 1.30 in the morning. I'm like, hey, I need to go to the hospital tomorrow. We'll see. My mom's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, just come up after church. We'll see what happens. Okay. So I'm laying there. And I can't sleep. If, if, if you've ever had a bl- broken bone that was not set, you probably know what I'm talking about. Nope. You're sitting there and you're like, I can't. You, you can't get comfortable. We can't do anything. On top of it all, I'm sitting here. With most, well, a bladder full of Jägermeister. That's like, hey, we got to get rid of this. So, so you just I'm like, all yourself. right. Well, uh-huh. that should have been the option. But I'm like, all right. So here are my options. Try to stand up again and walk to the bathroom. I'm like, nope. Okay. All right. Have a Mountain Dew. <laughs> it was like a, a, a liter <laughs> bottle. I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm going to try this liter bottle thing. What, yeah. Who are you, Farva? Liter I know, right? Cola. <laughs> so, um... But I wasn't trying to, like, get it everywhere, so I wasn't trying to use, like, the, the, the main tip hole. So my, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to cut the top of the bottle off with my key. Oh, God, no. So it's, like, 3.30 in the morning, right? Or, or maybe 4. And I'm out here just, like, fucking sawing away at this bottle. Ransom comes out in his fucking box. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm just uncomfortable. He's like, we're trying to sleep. I'm like, I'm sorry. So I, he goes back in. I crawl my ass to the bathroom. I try to stand up. I miss. And I fucking slump over, sit on the toilet, piss all over the place, clean it up as best I can. My clothes are covered in piss. I change my pants, crawl back out to the living room, and put on the whole nine yards, which was followed up by the whole ten yards. And then Adam wakes up and he's like, what are you doing out here? I'm like, I don't know, man. I think my ankle's broken. 
my oh. parents come up and of course we go to the hospital and yep it's it's just fucking shattered so that that i think is probably the the pinnacle for me it, of uh drunken misconduct that so let me clear up a few things with this story real quick <laughs> i know it's like to say we're long in the tooth but i need to clear a few things up a there was a time in my life if you can believe it where i was not the nicest person <laughs> uh, talking about can, five years from now yeah. you can hear the well i mean you're not wrong but you know you can hear the you can hear the sus in my voice so i would have had listen to tom i would have had more compassion had i realized that he had broken his ankle right but the whole escapade from <laughs> the whole escapade from in reverse order from getting him into the house through the vomiting of the car back to where we originally began drinking i never thought that his ankle would have been broken because the picture he paints is that i swooped <laughs> out of the sky like dracula spread my back cape open and went booga 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 blah 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 when in reality, uh. we were damn near walking shoulder to shoulder. I wasn't looking behind. There were no trees in this backyard for me to hide behind. I wasn't ahead of him and jumped out from behind a car. We left the house. We lord of the dance down the stairs together. We left the house together. We were shoulder to shoulder walking in this yard. And as we were walking and Again, this was college. We'd been drinking. There weren't giant strides. This wasn't Olympic power walking. We were listfully strolling through a flat, barely dusted with snow covered yard. <laughs> shoulder to shoulder. And I just gently turned my head and go, ooga booga booga. And that's when he collapses in this dramatic guffaw of, ah, and he's down. I don't understand how it even happened. Shoulder to shoulder we were. He knew I was there. And just, booga booga. And he goes, ah, and down he goes. And no, no reasonable person would have gone, oh, he shattered a bone in that. Like, no. Like he just, he went from standing to, oh no, I'm scared and down. <laughs> oh no, in the pile. So my reaction was, okay, he's being, he's being dramatic, drunk beef. Drunk beef. Not me. I, beef is never <laughs> that's dramatic the worst, ever. That's ever. the worst no. beef. DD beef. So, you know, like, you know, ransom, never angry. Beef, never dramatic. In what world <laughs> that takes place, I don't know. But, Heaven. It was, it was compounded upon like, oh, he's not getting up off the ground. Stop rolling around on the ground. There's snow. It's wet. We have to ride home in my car. Wasn't the nicest car in the world, but it wasn't covered with snowy, muddy nonsense. So that's all I'm Until... thinking about is, man, just get up. Come on. I want to go home. I want to get to sleep. You're just on the ground performing some sort of play for nobody but me, and I'm not entertained. Let's go. And then vomit in my car, which, uh, by the way, after I gave him five feet for what was no joke, probably a half an hour of five oh, yeah. feet giving at the very least. 
after he slumdog millionaires himself into the apartment, I had to go back out in January and try to clean the vomit that had since frozen over oh, no. out of my car. So, yeah, I would say it was a combination <laughs> of I wasn't a super nice person. I was what one may call an asshole. But I was also quite frustrated because of the frozen icicle-type Jaeger vomit that I was trying to scrub out of my car in January-degree weather at Clarion, which is not the warmest climate to begin with. Nope. Patience of a saint, though, because I'm telling you what, one of my big concerns was that I I had this ring, and I don't know where it's at now, but I had this ring that my grandfather gave me before he passed away, my mom's dad. And I wore it all the time because I was like, you know, fucking mafioso, I don't fucking know. So, like, I, I, it was gone. It was in the ether. And um, when I, either when I came back up or when you came to visit me in the hospital, I don't remember remember which, you brought me the ring. You, you found the ring and you brought it to me. So, you know, like, don't, yeah, this, you, you have the fucking patience of Job, sir, because I think anybody else would have just eliminated me on that night and been done with it. I'm... I'm I'm not gonna I wanna I wanna go back to one really quick point before we do burrito this. I wanna point out that Beef was criticizing Ransom's driving when he was drunk flopping around in a back seat and no. it yeah. caused him to throw up. I I would like to point out that if you've ever ridden with beef, which is a rarity, that's like yes, seeing sir. a that's like seeing a double unicorn. Okay. Yeah. Like oh. Now, yeah, that's and, true. Most of the time, Mrs. Martin does drive. That's well, true. And and with it's good a combination, re- it, it, it's a combination. With, Don't fucking with good reason. Listen, because listen. while we were while I was uh, I was invited very graciously to uh, 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 Mr. Ransom's wedding. Uh, beef was in our lovely little hometown of Clearfield, and I was like, "Dude, I'll drive." And he goes, "No, no, no, I'll drive." I know where everything is. Oh boy! I was like, okay, I that. all right, cool. I was like, that's cool. We can listen to the new Metallica album. It'll be a good time. And I was like, that's cool. I'll drive with Beef. He picks me up, and out of the gate, I knew I was gonna have a bad time. Oh no! Because Beef, <laughs> Beef takes first of all waits until right before a stop sign to slam on his brakes. And I, now I will preface this. Any other normal human being would have been able to handle this and it wouldn't have been a big deal. But I get the reason why I drive everywhere is because I get woefully car sick if I don't. I don't know okay. at what point in my life I, I get car sick if I'm not driving. Like mm. I just do. Doesn't matter. Okay. Like Dramamine helps a little bit. It takes the edge off. But it I just get car sick if I'm not driving. So I'm about to my eye. So I realized this. And then the other thing I realized is too, is we get on the interstate and that apparently meant that we needed to go star Wars light speed. (laughs) And, and we're going fast, but it's cool because it's a straight shot. We're listening to the metallic album. We're having a good time. Beef's going like 145 miles an hour and, (laughs) and everything's cool. And I'm like, okay, we settle in. We're listening to the album. We're having some laughs. We're going to go. We're going to this. We, we, we. Mm. Then we get on the part of 28 that's not interstate. Right. As in we get on 28. And we're, t- we're taking corners like Pac-Man. 
So just wham. And I and I'm so car sick. We we eventually get to, and it's weird serendipity that we ended up at this place. We're 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 beef's like, no, I know where I I know where Ransom lives. Let's let's go. I know I know where he lives. We get lost, don't we, Beef? Uh, we get, yeah. Well, so here, here, here's the of, thing. There were, there, there were signs in Catanning to, like, get off. And this is before I lived anywhere near Catanning, where it's like, hey, take this route. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then there were all these, like, weird, like, detour signs that eventually took us into, like, the middle of fucking no. nowhere, like, downtown Catanning. All right. What we did <laughs> is that instead of going straight and then getting on the the road that would go 422 instead of going that way we went down into the town of Catanning and Beef's like I can get us out of this and we start oh. driving around Catanning we end up on a back road that oh. turned into dirt that yep. only pickup trucks should be on and we're in Beef's what was it a uh a, an acclaim uh no it was uh it was it, it wasn't the Taurus I think it was the uh the tempo at the that tempo point. And oh, beef, beef is still on this this road, this like logging road that's only meant for pickup <laughs> trucks. He's still driving like fifty five miles an hour, oh, bottoming no. out the car, slamming on the brakes. It's dark. We don't know where we are. I'm like beef. Just turn around for God's sake. I'm so car sick at this point that I had to cover my eyes because it was it was it was like I was hungover. I had to cover sure. my eyes. It got so bad. We eventually found the sheets in Katanning the yep. second he pulled into the parking spot. Do you remember the first thing I did, Beef? You got out of the car, car. And I and you fucking sat on the ground, didn't you? You were like, give me the no, keys. No, I laid down. Yeah, I you laid, laid down. down. The parking lot. He parked. I got out of the car, shut the door, and laid down. To try and oh. reorient myself because everything was spinning. Oh. Because it was just it taking slamming on the brakes, taking corners like Pac-Man. We're Tokyo drifting through the wilds of Katanning. <laughs> and and I'm so, so wild. And I'm laying there and I have my hands over my eyes. I'm laying on the ground. And this was before I had the wherewithal to be like, oh, there could be cops around, and they'll be like, This guy is, you know, whatever. And I'm laying there and beef's like. Uh, figure out where we are, man. We're this, and I'm like, I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. Like, whatever. Just call Adam. Like, to fucking find out where he is. No, man. I know where we are. I know where we're going. I'm like, I don't really care. Just for the love of God, just please. <laughs> I can't handle more of this. And I like, I thought I was gonna throw up. Like, I was so car sick. But then, the following after all the the jocularity and wonderfulness of the weekend, we 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 get out of our hotel, and. We go to breakfast, and we get out of breakfast, we're walking back to the car, I go, give me the keys. And he goes, no, man, I'm driving, it's my car. I went, Beef, I'm not arguing with you. Give me the keys. And he goes, no, man, it's my car, it's not insurance. I went, I don't give a fuck, give me your keys. And we it's grandpa, we, we grandpa, no, no, it was, the car was insured, but I wasn't on his insurance, you know what I mean? So right. like, oh, I right. went, give me the keys, I don't care. And we grandpa drove back to Clearfield. No one got car sick. We got better gas mileage. We listened to the Metallica album twice, and I didn't. And I didn't want to die. We have pleasant now, memories when, that we can look back on and laugh twenty years later. Yes. Yep. When you finally got to Butler, we met you at the Red Lobster in yeah. Butler, and you did the same thing there. Like you, you 
spilled out of the tempo <laughs> and laid down in the parking lot yep. of Red Lobster. Uh, Red Lobster. And I, like, I, you know, our late friend Ben and I met you there in my car and you spill out and fall down and just lay in the parking lot of Red Lobster. And I'm like, well, what's happened here? <laughs> and it was uh, the set, and, really and think, the second time that you saw me. Yeah, like yeah. the first time I met Pood, it was like, hey, your, your graduation he showed up party. at our apartment. Yeah, showed up at our apartment in Clarion, and I'm pumping uh, gin and tonics into him. Yeah. And I... the second time ever that I, you know, meet and hang out with Pood, he spills out of a Ford Tempo into the parking <laughs> lot of a Red Lobster and just sprawls out on the ground. I'm like, well, what's happened? This is going to be a good weekend already. What, what, yeah. are, you, what are you doing here? Now, to, to be fair, I had a, uh, I had a lot of... Uh... Uh, drunken fun where Beef had to tell me to shut up. <laughs> yes. Uh, we were walking down the there. alley and I, we were walking down the hallway of the hotel. We were going to like, I think, meet people to have more drinks or something. And Beef... <laughs> and, and I look up ahead and like way down the hallway there's these two people and it's like this smoke show woman and this dopey looking dude. And I go like, look at that fucking guy. Like he gets <laughs> and Beef's like, and Beef's like, I was like, how the fuck did he end up with her? What the fuck? And Beef's like, shut up, shut up, Pooch, just shut up. Jesus like, Christ. It was, uh, oh, that, weekend. that version of Drunk Poot's fun. That's a fun Drunk Poot. But anyway, I would love to tell more of these stories. We should do a breaking kayfabe of more of these stories because I would love to hear like a multi-account point of beef's uh bachelor party weekend um oh God. that no nope, i wouldn't i, I wouldn't. would i would love to hear that um boy because that was <laughs> let, me, wow. let me just give you a, let me give you a quick preview of that and then Putin can burrito this all right the next time we were breaking kayfabe we're gonna have to tell the story of beef's bachelor party which also was in the the what must now be considered the vomitville of pennsylvania clarion <laughs> Uh, the night the night ended with me making sure that beef was tucked into bed and <laughs> i was like okay i gotta go my wife is at home in the middle of mordor pregnant i probably should you know be home to make sure that she's not murdered because let's face it it's fucking mordor yeah. um so he was asleep i thought and was going to be good so i left I was told the next day, mind you, this hotel room was in my name. I was told the next day that he had to throw up in the middle of the night. Trash can? No. Toilet? No. Hope. Sink? Or even the tub? No. 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 The man no, wait, chooses... wait, 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 wait. No. Save it. Save it. Save it. Save it. Where do you man, think uh, Beef uh, threw up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a poll. The, the, <laughs> man, the man didn't choose a toilet, a trash can, a tub, or a sink. Let's leave it up to you to decide where this, <laughs> this gentleman decided to deposit his vomit. Deposit his oh, vomit. It was it that whole it. the whole thing leading up to where Beef deposited his vomit Good is Lord. a glorious freaking story.
Good lord. So, Holy anyway, crap, on that laugh. note, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the P3 Podcast and a little tiny bit of a breaking kayfabe there at the end. It was a lot of fun. Thank you very much to all of our sponsors, Casual Gaming Dad, uh, Frigoff Ransom, and uh, Mr. Sean Tischler and his work with uh, uh, Independent Wrestling in the Central Pennsylvania area. Make sure you go to GouldGaming.com, search on Casual Gaming Dad, buy some of his merch and some of our merch that is in his store as well. We want to thank everyone uh, in in all honesty for participating in the p3 open uh whenever more picks come around you can participate as well just make sure to go on over to our facebook page okay go on over to our facebook page just search for pittsburgh pile driver podcast uh you know like the page and join us and throw your hat in the ring to see if you can become the legitimate the legitimate the legitimate p3 uh choose your way champion and uh maybe dethrone the king who knows though you never know hey, we'll I have to find out. For you. uh you no know, you don't we're burritoing what right but the, right but this is important you there's there's a clear for county fair this week and all that you know but next weekend i heard there's really this really awesome band called Hellband that's playing at the upstage music festival at the same clear for county fairgrounds next saturday is that right that is very true my band Hellbent, uh which is uh, uh we do uh classic hard rock heavy metal cover music we're playing at a uh the very first upstage music fest at the clearfield county fairgrounds uh at uh 2 30 is when we are scheduled to go on for the day and uh, we're kind of the uh, the island of misfit toys of the bands. It's a lot of like much heavier stuff, more hardcore kind of thing music. But we are coming out of the gate with the classic thrash and heavy metal that people know and love. Iron Maiden, Metallica, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so we're the little bit of the misfits, but I think we'll have uh, fun. Speaking of misfits, maybe some of that too. Uh, if you're in the area, if you're in the central Pennsylvania, Clearfield area, check out the Upstage Music Fest. Again, you can find that on Facebook. You just search for the upstage music fest you can also like hellbent's page and uh follow our events on there and find out more information as well uh we also want to thank uh the bastard pat for that wonderful question and if you have your own questions you want to submit to the p3 uh podcast for our stump the chumps right now chumps right now chumps mm -hmm. hopefully mm -hmm. not so much soon uh you just make sure you go ahead and email uh pittsburgh pile driver podcast at gmail.com send uh one email with the question another email with the answer make sure you put in some uh some spaces or whatever so that beef doesn't see the answer to the question uh so that it's not spoiled so that we can have the full force of the p3 behind that question for myself the barbarian Dr. Bedtime himself, Poot the Bard, for Mr. Tiger. Uppercut. Bomb Tom and his page, Casual Gaming Dad, for Mr. Beef the Legend, our veritable wealth and pool of knowledge on wrestling. And, of course, your reigning, defending, mm -hmm. undisputed, choo-choo-choose-away mm -hmm. champion, bend the knee to the Mad King, Ransom the Madman. Good night, everybody. Hey, we're like resting. Oh, well then. Shut it off. It's been ruined. <laughs>